do we have audio <coughs> waveforms showing up on the screen? Yeah, we do. Are we recording? You're yeah, recording, we're recording both channels? We're recording Good. both channels. Sweet. Both. Test one. Test two. Test one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast Awards Game of the Year 2020. Woohoo! That's our theme music. It's not our theme music. Good riddance to a trash fire year. Yeah. Why are we a month and a half late again? We used to. We did so good last year. Because we like to let people finish their Christmas games. But <laughs> we didn't last year. All right. I thought we were around this time last year. People yeah. here this year include Kelly Ryan. Hello. Anna Marie Privateer. Hello. Michael Lapps. Hello. Joshua Carpenter. Howdy. Good old Ryan Radcliffe. Hola. Paul Shkreli. Hi. And at some point, Alex Fuller. Oh, right. He's not here. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> You're waiting, You're waiting, waiting for him to talk. Himself? Be- because he tends to work in the background and just appear. Hello. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Surprise, British. Yep. I'm Chris Privetier, if I didn't say that. We got a lot of people. It's time for rewards. This show's going to go too long. Let's get right into it. Predictions from last year. We asked, what game did you think would be the best in 2020? I said, Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Wow, you whiffed on that one. Anna Marie said Persona 5 Royal. Zach said Cyberpunk 2077 unless Elden Ring comes out in 2020, which it didn't. And his non-RPG was Doom or Last of Us 2. And the Final Fantasy said... He just picked all the games, Zach. You can't do that. (laughs) That's cheating. He had 7 Remake on there as a wild card. It's like, you can't just call all the games and be like, one of them will be good. Of course one of them. Alex said Yakuza Like a Dragon... Obviously, Xenoblade, but that feels like cheating. Um, yeah. That was a remake, right? So Yeah. All right. Josh said Yakuza Like a Dragon. Good job, Josh. And you I know, was correct on that. Correct. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal said, is it cheating for selfish reasons? I hope it will be Xenoblade. And Sam said, Yakuza Like a Dragon or Cyberpunk if it actually comes out. Joke's on Sam. It <laughs> oh, did, actually did it ever come out? out. <laughs> 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 Winner was... Much everyone's dismay. Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I'm glad I made the call that that was the winner, because I could have called it a cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, prediction, most overhyped of 2020. What do you think won't live up to the hype? Anna Marie said Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh, I whiffed. Zach said, I'll second Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oops. Josh (laughs) said 2077. Good job, Josh. Well done. Well done. Pascal said... I knew that was coming. Pascal said he's been afraid it would be Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) Sam said also cyberpunk. Good job, Sam. And the winner was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Least likely to come out in 2020. What game isn't going to be released no matter what they say? I said Torchlight Frontiers. Wrong. Sort of correct. Huh? Well, technically you're correct. Yeah, it came out it as a It didn't come name. out with that name. <laughs> Anna Marie said Cyberpunk 2077. Look, I'm, just, I'm giving myself a small pat on the back because that almost didn't make it. Yeah. And he probably shouldn't have. Zach said nothing announced so far. SMT5 is easy for a win, but we all knew that was not real. All right. Alex says Tales of Arise. That didn't come out, right? 
Correct. Nope. And Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I still don't even know what that is. Uh, I didn't know. Also, I, didn't I come think out. That's out for like 2022 or something okay. like that now. Josh wanted to dig for that for next year or this year, but yeah. Josh said Alex is probably right about Tales of Arise, which you were. And then Sam said Cyberpunk because they'll release it Blizzard style when they damn well feel like it. Well, they, they prob- released it when they felt like have. it. <laughs> But nope. not like Blizzard style. <laughs> well, Blizzard style lately. Yeah, it's Bethesda maybe. style. <laughs> Bethesda style is more like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's 2020. Let's get into this year. Uh, wait, that's 2020 predictions. Let's get into tr- the year of our trash dump, 2020. First off, the Backtrack Award. What's the best RPG from 2020? You finally got around to. Not from 2020. Not from 2020. From before 2020 or after. I'm going to jump into this. Okay. If only because I kind of cheated by picking a game I started December 31st. That's cheating. <laughs> um, I started playing Felseal Arbiter's Mark. And that game was really good. Yeah, it was fun. I like that game. It's on my short list of stuff to play. It is excellent. If you head over to twitch.tv slash rpgamer or YouTube and search for rpgamer, you can find my entire playthrough of the game. Yep, I'll jump in. Um, I said uh, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, but uh, if that doesn't count, Cosmic Star Heroin. Um, that was good. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, pl- I bought the original Xenoblade. I, I liked it, and then something came up, and I never finished it. So ten years later, I got to actually complete the game. Well, it, it's it a little was... bit easier to play in like handheld format than having to necessarily play that. Yeah. Well, TV. well, the 3DS version uh, wasn't exactly e- easy to play. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, they, they got it to believe. run on 3DS wheels. What do you want, man? <laughs> yeah, that's a miracle. I know, and I was fine with that version, but yeah, the yeah. Wasn't as buggy as Cyberpunk. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a low bar. I didn't like how they made um, the Xenoblade for 3DS. How you had to get the new model. It was like right towards the end of the 3DS's lifestyle, and I had already had purchased two um, 3DSs over the years, so I missed out on that one. But I did scoop up. The definitive edition, but I still haven't played it yet. And that definitive edition fixed a lot of problems, like I'm mainly tra- to trying it. to find stuff like vertically. Wheels I mean, cheated. Better- yes, they cheated. I said the Outer Worlds, uh, which yes came out in 2019, but I played the Switch version that came out in 2020. Wasn't that a bit of a dumpster <laughs> fire when it first came out? Uh, it was. It didn't look great, but it played fine. Yeah, I liked it. I'm yeah. That's fair. I mean, you're mostly in there for the writing, so um, as long as it plays okay, you know, it was fine. And I that's a game I'd rather play portably, so I didn't mind some issues. I think I had maybe one, may, might have crashed once, but overall I didn't have too many issues with it. And it's gotten more patches at this point, so... It seemed yeah. like a miracle they even got it to run on the Switch in the first yeah, place, so I gave them kudos exactly. for that. Yeah, The Outer Worlds was a game that could be as short or as long as you wanted it to be. It was nice. Yeah, no, I had an absolute blast with that game. I'm glad I finally got to it in some form. 
What I really want to know is how do you get to 2020 and not play Chrono Trigger, Josh? I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I didn't have question. a Super Should Nintendo. Should that be its own I, category? <laughs> I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo when I was a kid. That's how. I never had a Super Nintendo. Have you not heard of piracy by now? Good Chris. Yeah, I know. Bad. <laughs> what about PlayStation or Nintendo DS? I, I barely own a PlayStation. So that, that's the what DS I was The DS version's with really good. Yeah. iOS and Android. Isn't that a fireball uh, fence? That one's, that one's a thing. The iOS and Android versions are added to the number of times I've been fired. <laughs> fired. I oh, mean, no. I really don't find the mobile version to be as bad as people make it out to be. It's just user interface to me. I think is ugly and a lot of like font problems. That's you see that on all the Square Enix um, mobile ports, in my opinion, and um, they even I think ended up up- updating the Chrono Trigger. Uh, iOS game and uh, even like the Apple TV version, so it actually looked really good on Apple TV, um, and I didn't mind it on iOS as well. Yeah, I, I played Chrono Trigger on Steam, and I didn't mind it. The the interface was different, but you know, it was it was fine. And like came with the soundtrack, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah FF six exactly. on mobile with those weird sprites. Uh, the sprites in Final Fantasy six are the worst thing, but I you know I, I referenced that in the review, and Alex is like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Dude, you are about to find out." I also played that on Steam. <laughs> I had a pick for this category. What and Kelly's it? gonna hate it. It was World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. It was a game that I stopped playing two years ago and I thought this thing was garbage. I'm done playing this thing. I'm never gonna want to finish it. I'm done with WoW forever. And then September, October, November, when was it, Anna? I like before the expansion came out, um, the new WoW expansion, I started playing Battle for Azeroth, and it's like this this wasn't so bad. I'm having fun. I'm liking catching oh. up and being overpowered and, and playing all this content now. It feels balanced now and fixed, and I'm having fun, damn it. I guess well, I like this expansion. Yeah, I, they, they fixed it eventually. It was just the story was a whole amalgamation of stuff that they couldn't quite fit into a full expansion, so they hey. just kind of threw it at the end of BFA. I tell you, going through it all in a fast pace in a row with no waiting felt way better and not so bad. It felt pretty good. And uh, now I'm back to Shadowlands and the story's getting real drip fed. And it's like, uh-oh, yeah. it, was, it was rolling pretty good and now it's feeling broken again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly why I unsubbed because I'm getting tired of the drip feeding. So get, get, be excited for 2022's best RPG from before 2022, <laughs> Shadowlands. That's all. Like that's like probably the only category I've got a horse in this one because um, um, I don't play much. <laughs> I had picked Trails of Cold Steel three because I just completely missed out on that one because it came out when I was in Japan, and I eventually got to the Switch version when it released, and then regretted it because the Switch version was just a buggy nightmare. Aww. But yeah, it had some problems. But I enjoyed Trails of Cold Steel 3, and then it'll tie in with a category later. <laughs> All right. So a new category for this year, I think. Uh, best game where everything worked for you except the gameplay. <laughs> oh, wow. I wasn't alone in this one. Holy cow. No, no. Like, <laughs> well, let's get Ryan's out of the way first. Yeah, I'm the only one that one. didn't pick 13 Sentinels because I didn't play it. So um, <laughs> I might have been in on the same uh, spectrum as you guys, but I chose The World Ends With You um, because I tried to stream that game oh. and it wouldn't let no. me use my 
a Switch Pro Controller, it I had to use the motion controls, and I quickly uh, took that off my stream page because I didn't want to be frustrated <laughs> yeah. while playing it. So Twooey <laughs> has this weird thing where if you're playing docked, you have to waggle. If you're yeah. playing in handheld mode, you don't. Yep. Oh, I beat the game in handheld mode because I couldn't do it docked. I just I couldn't do it. That is that, the weirdest thing. Yeah, that is a weird version of that game. You can game. get a really bad Switch HDMI adapter that lets you hold it while you, it's... Yeah, never mind. It'll <laughs> probably won't work. That, that has literally kept me away from buying that version of the game, is knowing that like it's, I can't play it docked with... The, except with motion controls. It's not worth it. Yeah, I have a, I have a little highlight on my... Uh, uh, Twitch page of just seeing my soul get sucked out of face <laughs> once I noticed that the, I couldn't use my Switch Pro controller and I had to use motion controls. You could just see like the color leave my face. It was was it was bad. it literally like you're playing with the 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 Pro controller and you're like it isn't work. Oh oh no. Yeah, I I because I have the Pro controller in my hand and then I look up and then there's just a big screen that says you can't use the Pro controller. Oh, Which is really like weird because the, the it's like use these; these are fun. It's really weird because the pro controller lets you or has motion controls. It has, motion, I, has it, yeah. yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah, get but it. the way the waggle works in the world ends with you, it wouldn't work. Was uh, that a title? Oh no, we can't do titles for this episode. The way nope. the waggle works. <laughs> the way the waggle works. So yeah, hopefully Neo, the world ends with you, just gets rid of that, and you can use the pro controller, Wait, or else I might one? not. What's Neo? The, the world new. ends with you too. Oh, mm-hmm. we're going back Wait, in the two, game. T O O. No, T W O. Yeah. T W O. Oh, that's too bad. That would have been cute. So enough about uh, the world ends with you. What about Thirteen Sentinels, guys? Who wants to go um, first on this? <laughs> it, well, I mean, do, do you want to play a really good adventure game and then some uh, strategy battles tacked on because that's that game? Yeah. I didn't even play this game, and the gameplay didn't work for me. I just watched like the really good story <laughs> scenes. Like, why do you have to do this now? Every time <laughs> I had to stop doing the adventure game stuff to do the strategy RPG stuff, Chris literally got up and left the room. <laughs> Call me when it's good again. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, I don't think the strategy stuff is horrible, but because it's so separate from the core gameplay, it just feels tacked on. If, if they, like, integrated it more elegantly, I think it would have worked. But because it's just completely separate entities where, where you reach a stopping point where you have to go do the strategy battles, it just it isn't cohesive at all. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, and it's also just, you know, the whole idea is they're supposed to be piloting these giant mechs. But instead, they're just little dots down on the map, so you get none of that. Even in the, like a Super Robot Wars uh, game, you know, like they always have like the big, lavishly animated battle scenes between the the units, and there's mm-hmm. just none of that here. Yeah, that's really what I was expecting from this game when I first heard of it. I was like, oh, it's going to be a super pretty, like Super Robot Wars type game. I think and what's sad, what's sad is that at its core, the strategy battles can be really fun. They can, but, I mean, my disconnect is you have this super amazing, polished, like, stunningly well-paced, good adventure game. And then you have to jump into these strategy battles that just don't feel as well put together. It lacks scale. It totally lacks scale. And I spent half the game uh, in the actual battles being like, where am I in the story? Because you're doing the story segments and no one is aware of the of, 
uh, it's like no one's aware of where they're going to end up being. And then all of a sudden it's like a story sequence with someone. There's no reference to any Sentinel or it's something that is clear. The character has no idea what it is. And the next thing you know, everyone's like, we're fighting for our life for these hours long mission. And, um, you know, it's like the date's the same. And I sat there being like, what the heck the whole time, <laughs> you know, I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was so amazing. I bought it. Um, I listened to it. I'm like, these are all named after amino acids. It's a great soundtrack, a great story, but the, the battle system just did not connect. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't just me. No. All right. Next on our awards list. No, we have list to pick is... an award. We have to pick a winner. I think it was Nelson. unanimously 13. <laughs> yeah, 13 signals. Yeah, pretty easily. <laughs> winner. All right. Uh, your. Favorite tear-inducing musical piece of 2020. Does this mean it's not allowed to have made you happy? I mean, you can happy cry. I mean, Tears of joy exist. Like, how do you tell in 2020, given everything else made you cry, too? Well, I mean, I'll give my example. <laughs> the, the, the end of Cold Steel 4, um, after you've done the true ending. Uh, do I have to mute my... No, Are you going to do any spoilers? I'll, I'll leave it a little vague. After you get the true ending in Cold Steel 4, there is a huge ending sequence where there is, like, stuff going on in the background of the credits. And, like, Mm -hmm. that song with that ending credits totally made me happy cry. It was was a nice wave of just relief or, or, um, you know, completion when when those credits are rolling. The the music is very beautiful in that. Were you sequence happy well. because of the emotional impact of the story, or because you were finally freaking done with Cold Steel uh, games and yes. you didn't both? have to play five hundred yes. more hours yes. of Cold Steel? Let, <laughs> let's say count. both. Yeah, but yeah. well, then it was both. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my favorite musical piece is the Gar Plains from Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. It's just the overworld uh, theme when you're walking around, but like it gives you a really good sense of adventure, and you know you kind of just get that uh, that feel, that feeling in your did it make in you your body cry, that you want to just go out and do something fun. Got to make you cry, according to the category. I mean, tears of adventure. <laughs> Wait, did that Gar- is that Gar- the new Plains? Tales of game? <laughs> I mean, we could just rename the category to smack you in the feels musical piece feels of an yeah. adventure but i mean got Gar- Gar- planes is that the one that's at the like the very beginning of the game pretty much yeah uh, um yeah I, that one to me sounds like dancing queen yeah it does <laughs> once you hear it you can't unhear it <laughs> well thanks for ruining it for me no, just- <laughs> <laughs> i had to drag someone down with me <laughs> all right so kelly you and michael both chose the ending theme. Yeah. Uh, it's one of them, yeah. There's another um, one. I, I picked Aerith's theme, um, particularly when you crash through the church at the beginning, um, just because, you know, hear, hearing it kind of orchestrated is just really touching, especially knowing what's probably going to come in part two. Maybe. At least at that point, what you think <laughs> is going to happen, whether or not it happens is anyone's We're- guess. Were you guys were you guys happy or um, upset with the changes in the Final Fantasy VII uh, music, or did you did you enjoy the? Uh, oh, I was happy with it. I, I loved yeah. it. I went it, around trying to collect all the different soundtracks that or the different music CDs that were in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought the changes were amazing. Everything in Final Fantasy VII Remake was just an increase in scope and scale. Um, crashing into the church and just seeing 
the detail in the flowers and the church Don't step itself. on the flowers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was really hard not to become just like verklempt at times when I, you know walking out when you escape with Aerith and you're looking around the slums and you guys are scaling the roofs. That's a moment that has uh, that I've played countless times since I was in fifth grade and to watch it be completely reanimated. It was like someone had plumbed the depths of my soul and recreated what I thought that game would have looked like um, as a fifth grader. It was incredible. And now you can actually see flowers on the screen. Isn't that Uh I mean, the only low point was, I think it's when you're climbing up uh, and you're like looking down at the actual slums below you, there's like some really bad, like pixelated art of like, they're trying to make you think of the old game, you know, uh, but, and I remember people were were, like complaining about it, but I was just that game, that game to me was um, my personal game of the year. I loved top to bottom. The only thing I didn't like about it was I felt like it was a little too on the rails. Yeah, my one complaint about that game was <laughs> trying to get a platinum trophy for it was way too hard because I couldn't finish it, um, Sephiroth in hard mode. Aren't we talking about Same. music? Yep. Talk about yeah. Music. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, my my well, one of my two picks for this was just the the opening, the whole musical sequence as the game starts. Because uh, yep. I remember vividly, like when my brother and I first got that game. Uh, back in the day, like sh- turning all the lights off and firing up that open- opening sequence, and it was just amazing. So to see it completely remade and reorchestrated was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I I did cry to tears of joy when I finally put it in and heard the opening. Yeah. Oh, especially when you hear the um, the scorpion battle, the very first boss battle, the guard mm-hmm. scorpion. The way that the the orchestration, how it merged the boss battle music as well as the boss battle theme, it's just so incredible. I listened to it. It was in the commercial, too, and I remember it stopped me in my tracks the first time I heard it. It still stops me. Yeah. I, I will always say Final Fantasy VII's music is my favorite part about the game. It's, it's classic uh, then, and it's still good now. Yeah. All right. So I think the winner is going to be Final Fantasy VII for multiple tracks. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Oh, and that vocal track at the end was awesome. I forget what the name of it is. So it was a shallow. Yes, that's it. Something like or that. Hollow. Eyes on hollow? me. Hollow. It's your eyes on me. No, no not eyes on me. Hollow. <laughs> shallow was the song from uh, Star Is Born. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, close <laughs> same, enough. Same maudlin emotion. Yep. <laughs> All right. So while Chris types the winner into the spreadsheet, we are going to move on to Best God. This category is sponsored by Hades. Do we have to list all the gods in Hades now? No. Oh, please. List all the gods it's, in Hades for us, Will. It's just all the Greek gods. <laughs> I mean, Google I was it. trying. I was trying to find something sarcastic, but I literally played nothing else with gods in it. So I'm picking Dionysus just because he's cute and I like wine. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, I chose Cthulhu because the the two games that I got to play last year where he was the main character, um, he just made me Wait, laugh the entire which time two through. two games? Um, Cthulhu, Cthulhu Saves, Saves the World. Christmas, right? Oh, well, and that didn't Cthulhu. come out last year. No, but I played them last year. Uh, <laughs> I think you're getting disqualified. <laughs> I mean, I Cthulhu Saves the World was last year, so that counts. No, Cthulhu Saves Christmas was last year. 
No, it yes, came out the year that's before what, that's last what year. It was a re-release last year. Come on. Eh. <laughs> it, yeah. Came out on it's Switch last Christmas. year, which is where most people You're play biased because you're in that game. Yes, I am. Yeah. I think it should be called Pause Saves the World. But, you know, that's just me. I don't me. think Pause cares about saving the world in that game. <laughs> <laughs> he mostly cares about eating people's voices. But carrying on. Um, Wait, Wheels has a pick that's not from Hades, which is what I yeah, don't understand. <laughs> I wanted to be. I just. I figured I'd be talking about Hades a lot at some point, so I wanted to pick something from something else. So you picked the generic action game? It's not, it's not generic. generic. That's what I've heard. It's, I've heard it's very the different reviews generic. from you, then. Okay. Uh, and that's the protagonist, Phoenix, who, spoilers, is a god at the end of the game. But <gasps> oh, no. they they kind of they kind of spoil that if you read about the first DLC. So I don't feel bad. So I was talking to Chris. I'm like, I should really play Hades. And he's like, yes, I think you'd enjoy it. And I said, so the guy you play, yeah. That's the son of Hades, yeah? Who's his mom? Seriously, Anna? Wouldn't it be Persephone? Yes! Yeah, of course. But, like, you're supposed to know that going in, and he has to find it out. And, and like, um, hello, Anna. And she didn't know that. No, it just, Is that... Right. It just... It was a very duh moment. Is that like my sister getting mad at me for spoiling the movie Troy because I said that Brad Pitt's character who plays Achilles <laughs> dies at the end? Yeah, that would be a sp- yes. Spoilers. Oh, Achilles! Just saying, Seriously, watch his feet. That's all I'm saying. Watch his feet. And, and I was like, do you not know that why it's called Achilles' heel? No. Okay. <laughs> Listen, after playing through seven Trails games, when a character dies for real, it's super shocking, okay? <laughs> and a little satisfying at that point, probably. Well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Alyssa. <laughs> Wait, no, don't, don't, oh my god, don't name, I'm still on Trails 1, for the love of god. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I've avoid, somehow avoided spoilers this for long. Don't I won't mention games. It's because you're not participating in conversations with other RP gamer staff. Should I tell you not to get attached to certain people? Don't tell um, them that. That'll be a spoiler in itself. You see that lesbian over there? No. All right, moving on. <laughs> be more specific. <laughs> Wait, I thought she was bi. Hey, hey, hey. No, hey. she's super lesbian. <laughs> All right. Who's our best god? Who won? Cthulhu? Um, He's not even a god. Yes, he is. (laughs) Yeah, he kind of is. All right, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Worst best sidekick. You're going to tell him he's not? It's the next category. All right. Uh, Do we have any worsts? I think we just all have best. This used to be most annoying sidekick, but I guess people wanted to nominate sidekicks this time. I I went off curve because I picked um, Wedge because he has cats. Or he rescues cats and he's voiced by Badger from Breaking Bad. Is that really Wedge a sidekick or an NPC? He's a sidekick. He gets in your party. All right. Yeah, a little bit of both. And the fact that his cats are named B- Biggie, Reginald, and um, Smalls. Of course. Or Biggums, <laughs> Reginald, and Smalls. Uh huh. Fan of Notorious B.I.G.? I guess so. Must be. <laughs> Well, it makes me like him a little bit more now. Yep. 
All right. Why did everybody like Thirsty Jesse? That's what I was. Awesome. What? I don't know. She was she was such a nothing character in the original game, and she was she just like was the best in every scene she was in in the remake. So you just give her the horny personality, and that makes her the best. I guess. It was that's not the only reason? What else? Did, what other personality did she have? <laughs> she was just fun. I don't know. No, I thought she was she was playful and she was energetic. I, yeah. Her characterization in the first game was was just so straight and and short, you know. And then she's just the just like the whole thing. My whole thing with the whole game is everything in scope and scale. Jesse, Biggs, Wedge, their um, characterization is so much stronger. All three of them, especially. Jesse, like you actually feel, I remember playing the game, dreading what happens, knowing what happens to Jesse in the original game. I found myself being like, oh man, I'm so not looking forward to this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just thought that they did such a great job. And her voice actress, I think it was Erica Lindbeck. She did such an amazing job. Thank you. I'm like, was that Erica Harlicker? Was that Cassandra Lee Morris? Or was it the other Erica whose last name I can never pronounce? (laughs) All right, I um I I totally jumped the shark because I didn't play Final Fantasy VII, so I couldn't pick a thirsty Jesse. Instead, despite threatening me to play it multiple times, yes, you never played it. Nope. You should do that. All right, um, I picked Violet from Bug Fables. Good choice. Vi is hilarious. It's another game I missed. I've heard good things about it. From it you. is excellent. It's great. Yeah, it's, I, uh, listed. I, it's like if you want to get back to the old form of Paper Mario, but with cool platforming and interesting puzzles and the third character in your party, play Bug Fables. And they put out like this huge patch at the end of 2020 that did like a whole bunch of rebalancing and added a bunch of quests and um, sharpened up the pacing. And like, it's almost a new game again. Oh, did they dial in the battles on level three? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. They they <laughs> tighten the battles on level three. The game looks great. Yeah. Yes, it does. I uh, I chose the narrator from the uh, Cthulhu games as my uh, favorite <laughs> sidekick, just because the banter between him and the characters is it just always makes me laugh. Like they they do just a really good job of the script. Yeah, Z-Boyd is not afraid of breaking the fourth wall. Oh, yeah, and I enjoy every every moment of it. All right. And then I think I'm the only one, based off of the later category, that I'm the only one here that's actually played Yakuza Like a Dragon. No, I've played it. Oh, you played it? Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I went with uh, Dachi from that group. Uh, you know, the cast as a whole was just fantastic, but I think Dachi was the one kind of like that I clicked with the most. Go figure, like a middle-aged guy starting to gray a little bit a little punch around the middle but yeah he was so much fun to hang out with like have a you know have a have a drink with at the bar i don't know why you'd connect with a character like that yeah i don't know why (laughs) 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 all right so we gotta pick a winner i feel like we have to go with jesse which just makes me sad yeah that's (laughs) too many people pick jesse not to have that be the winner all right, Jesse wins. Woo-hoo. You need to, you know what, JRPG July. You need to make it happen. There you go, both Anna. of you. All right. Well, now that I've dialed in my game in four months from now, I'm just waiting for my PS5 to show up eventually, whenever I can actually buy one, and then I can play an upresed version that surely exists. Oh wait, it doesn't yet. 
You and me both. So developer with the best or worst use of their budget. So let's let's <laughs> deal with Ryan's first because he he was the only one to praise somebody. Yeah, I um like I had mentioned before, I was on a Zaboid kick. Uh I played through the both Cthulhu games, I played through Cosmic Star Heroine, and I'm going to be giving uh, Breath of Death uh, a, a chance later on this year. So I've I pretty much love everything they're doing right now. Um so yeah, Zaboid games. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I really hope they remake Breath of Death Seven. Yes, please. Because <laughs> it was an Xbox Live indie game. And while it's available on PC, I think that with, you know, the more co- modern Cthulhu engine or even the Cosmic Star Heroine engine, I guess it's technically the same thing. Um, that would be a really interesting game to redo. Yeah. And aren't they working on like a Sailor Moon style yes! RPG now? This way madness lies. <laughs> Wait, really? So- Guys, Sailor Moon is probably my biggest uh, favorite anime growing up so i'm all ears on this yeah so it's like shakespearean tragedy comedy meets um sailor scouts so all right time me up i'm i'm looking forward to it all right so enough about the good what about the bad (laughs) oh boy i I think there's a universal winner here The 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 only it's thing... incredible to see. God, no no no. Go ahead. <laughs> I, it's just incredible to see how one company was able to almost single handedly just completely destroy what four or five years of goodwill that they had been generating with The Witcher Three. <laughs> the the only thing I'll say in their defense is that like in terms of their budget anyway, you can see where they spent it. It looks gorgeous. The game, the game looks gorgeous. Yes. The penises are very realistic. (laughs) Especially when they hang out of your zipper. Cause you made your dong too big. I hate when that happens. (laughs) I wouldn't know. (laughs) God. Yeah. The, um, The just the amount of problems that that game has, combined with just really bad marketing. Uh, just, we'll probably get to it again later, but a, a lot of that is just like really poor decisions by management. Sure, but management is who decides where the money goes. So yeah. yeah. All right, winner CD Projekt Red. I don't feel like we need to really. Is, is it a winner? Per se. <laughs> oh, CD Projekt Red is officially the loser. <laughs> right. I mean, when they they'll make, be happy to know that they won something. <laughs> when they make EA's customer service look good. Ooh. Hey, this is the second. You all want to call him a loser, but I think that was the best-selling game of all time. So, like, yeah. our fastest-selling game of all time. So, I don't know. If they're yeah, going to get that message. But wasn't there also refunds and? Yeah. They, they've still uh, sold tons. Yeah, I, I don't. I still don't many, think they're back up on PSN, are they? <laughs> no, they're not still back. And I really think that the even though that they may have made their money back before the game had even been launched, I mean the damage that has been done to their brand. I think that's going to be where their problem is. Yes. They, oh, you know, yeah. they they it's rode that wave for game. so long. Yeah, yeah, I just I can't. I really can't believe it. I I look at it. It's like if. It's, if another company had done that, it's like the, they would be shutting their doors, you know. And mm-hmm. I think it's um, I think that they all, 
it's like the flack kind of happened like really fast. It kind of died down a little too quickly because I really think that um, if if um, a Final Fantasy game had done something like this, um, you know, then people would be hemming and hawing about it until we never one. hear the end of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We still hear people bemoaning Final Fantasy 15. You know, we still well, hear at- people complaining about uh, Dex Gate. Yeah, I was going to say, look at Pokemon and how much hate that got for it not okay. having the entire Pokedex. The only thing I'll bring up is I remind you, Bethesda exists, guys. They release games like this all the time. You remember the PS3 ports of the Bethesda games? Oh, yeah. They all had, like, they all had save bugs where if you played the game for too long, it would just corrupt your save file. They never fixed that. I mean, you know, like, it's not like this is a new thing. And Bethesda continues to make tons of money and is... You know, like now part of Microsoft. And but also, I feel like they manage that expectation in a different yeah. way. Like, The yeah, Witcher absolutely. 3 was really good. It was really clean. And Cyberpunk 2077 is neither of those. And the, the other issue is that... Okay. All right, all right. The, the, the problem they made, it isn't the, the release. See, what Bethesda often does and what Cyberpunk has done, had done before... Or not Cyberpunk, duh. CD Projekt Red had done earlier is like we released the PC first and then we get the console later. And what they did here is they were just greedy for that. All those pre-orders that they had on consoles, they just wanted to cash that in. If they just released this game first on PC, it would have been fine. Even with the bugginess, no one would have given two flips about some of the the bugs on PC because that's that's accepted. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to have this really awesome PC to run Cyberpunk. It, it was when they, you know, like it was how buggy it was on consoles, and that they didn't show anybody about it ahead of time. I mean, See, did I they not even? Though. Sorry, did they not even send review copies of the no. uh, older console no. version? No, they didn't. The and that's, that's, thing, that's my yeah. problem. Is that it's, it's not fraudulent? What they did is they spent years. You guys, it was over 2013, 2014 when the game was first announced. And, you know, the the way that they had marketed the game, that they were accepting the pre-orders, that's the problem. With Bethesda, you laugh because you know Oblivion, you're going to play 250 hours, you're going to be some sort of werewolf lizard face that, um, you know, with, with, a, with a buggy game. You know it's going to happen, but you still kind of roll into it. I mean, they were promising that this was going to be the video game to almost end video games, and look what happened. Yeah, and I mean, I get that there there is something incredible to be said about like what the twelve point seven million pre-orders that they had, but I'm kind of with Paul in that it does feel kind of fraudulent. Yeah, that that stuff with the older console versions was ridiculous. You don't, I mean, it was to me it was a lie of omission, but it, to me it's still a lie. I mean, it's been a problem Absolutely. in the game industry for a very long time. How many times do we? get uh uh you know footage from games that's pre-rendered that's not actually in game engine that at you know ends up bearing absolutely no uh you know no nothing to what we actually end up getting to play later oh, on oh, this stuff happens oh, all the time oh, i know I, and, and i know their problem is is that the, the hype on this one was just you know insane as well you know and they're they're you know they they bear responsibility for that as well yeah, it was definitely when we realized that CD CD Project Red was not, um, necess- you know, they're not on the side of the players or the gamers. At the end of the day, they're a studio, they're a developer, they're looking to make the money. And everyone and, uh, is. I, they're all corporations. They all exactly. make money, and if they don't make money, they go out of business. But, but like, they, also, they had an image. Corporate, you know. yeah. they had an image though. Uh, they had an image though that they that they were 
um, you know, better than that. And I think that they really lost that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you see that a lot when you buy their games and you get this nice little like pan, pamphlet in there that's like, thank you for buying our game. They they certainly cultivated that image and they basically threw it out the window. All right. I think we've trashed on them enough. So we're going to jump Congratulations, CD Projekt Red. You suck. All right. So moving on to something that's a lot more positive. The Hour to Impress, sponsored by JC Servant. And Adrian did out in since we ended up having two separate people come up with the same title for something. Wait. <laughs> He knew that title though, right? He didn't. No. Yeah, I had I was actually on the I was actually having a conversation with him. I'm like, you're Oh lying. yeah, you're just cribbing the He's Adrian lying. thing. He's Somebody's like Somebody's lying. And I'm like, no, haven't you ever seen Adrian's Hour to Impress? And he's like, What? And no, he totally missed it because Adrian had been doing his hour to impress on YouTube while right. Phil was totally away from the site. Oh my gosh. Oh, to be maybe great minds just think alike. Yeah, all right. All right. So, with one hour to impress, which indie did you love the most this year? And also which, found which, kind of weird. Which indie or which nindy? Indie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I went with uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas. I think that was like four straight categories where I did some sort of <laughs> Zipoid Cthulhu um, <laughs> pick. It was um, it was it was fun. It was quick. If you like short games, it's it's there for you. It's got good scripts, and uh, I I pretty much beat it in one uh, playthrough honestly i feel like the older i get the more i appreciate shorter rpgs yeah i agree it was the (laughs) anti-trails like i played 200 plus hour games last year and after i finished cold steel 4 it just felt like i needed a nap oh my god yeah same here like i i Rolled credits around one thirty, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, so like I think you're still in a something. cutscene, Anna. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I like had Wait, to take you? a several week long break from RPGs just to kind of come down off of Cold Steel Four. <laughs> um, well, I picked Monster Sanctuary because um, you know I I kind of like Pokemon clones that do something different, and I felt like that one did them. Did something different and it also was made by kind of a smaller team because i had been, been seeing the developers post screenshots on reddit and it, it was a cute little game you know not too complicated but still kind of challenging and um just doing the metroidvania stuff alone was fun but then you add pokemon to it and it was amazing and i i had a lot of fun with it with what i played of it oh, i mean i finished the entire game but it was still just a cute little game yeah, I uh, I saw a fellow RP gamer Lofter playing that on our Twitch channel, and I was like, "Wow, this game looks amazing!" So yeah, I haven't played it yet, but it's definitely on my to play list. It looks great. It is yeah, on it, my it, wish list. I'm picking it up next time it's on sale. I mean, it's it's a little challenging, but you know, it's kind of a fair challenge too. So couldn't you can't go wrong with it. All right, how about you, Wheels? I had to pick a game that I had to talk to Amazon customer service about, so that was interesting. Ooh. Void Bastards. What about it? Um, I've heard good things. No, it's very good. and It's just having to say the name of the item that hadn't shipped yet and trying to figure <laughs> out what was going on was awkward. <laughs> Wait, is there like a, a, 
a sensor on their chat or something? No, just saying the word bastard on the phone just seemed weird. <laughs> it <laughs> was right. weird. Anyway. Um, I have, Having... Going to GameStop asking for how what did I do to deserve this, my lord? I feel your pain. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a it's a very good game. It's it's like a roguelike, uh, first person shooter ish type game where you have to go through a series of ship heists, um, getting materials and stuff, and eventually trying to get somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where because I haven't had haven't had like a successful run yet. Uh, but it's pretty funny when you die because like this backpack like zips itself out of your corpse and then goes <laughs> off to whatever prisoner is going to be the next person you control on your next run. Gosh, this sounds like Undermine. Sort of, yeah. Uh, the way you describe that backpack sounds like the Fulton from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a little robot that like just. It's got like some sort of tendrils in the back of the character, but mm. uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, there's like a whole, I want to say like skill chart where you can unlock items and stuff and there's ways to, so you can see where, what ship has the items you need. And it's just, a, it's a really fun, really fun roguelike. And I was pretty impressed. It's got like a decent visual style too, and like some funny British voice actors. Uh, had a lot of fun with it so far. All right, how about you, Josh? Well, well, since I read uh, Sam's uh, write up of the the this year's Mac Cunningham Award, um, it was uh, Ikenfell. Decided to kind of like pick that up and start playing that, and that is a really interesting kind of cool little RPG. Very cute. I, I'm um, in the middle of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm in the middle of that right now. It, it's really cute little uh, retro style RPG, isn't it? Yep. I, I think it's adorable, and the save points are cats. So ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Can't say any better than that. There you go. <laughs> Kelly's game of the year. All right. Any other games that we should be bringing up? I said Fell Seal Arbiter. What's our winner? What's our winner? Gosh, we have to pick one? Uh, I guess you don't. That doesn't work in this category, does it? Nope. (laughs) The winner is indie games? The winner is is indie developers. The winner is all of us. Played along the way. I mean, 2020 was this interesting year that because all of the big games were delayed, whether out to a different year or to later in the year, we had like this super crazy glut of really good indie games from like March through October. All right, well, yeah, it had been a very thin year without all the indies coming out. Mm-hmm. So the winner is yay for indies. Alright, let's move on to the remaster category. And all right. see a sweep. It's the Square <laughs> Enix Award! Best story so far! A.K.A. which remaster did we like this year? Not a Square Enix game, apparently. I said a Square Enix game. I said Trials of Mana. Trials of Mana was freaking awesome. Yeah, My boy. second place would be Trials of Mana. Yeah, but isn't Trials of Mana a remake, not a remaster? Oh, See, that's gosh. why I didn't put it on mine. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remaster is a remake. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it called Final Fantasy VII Remake? It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they they are kind of remaking it. Okay, I'll just be quiet. 
I mean, everyone else said Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, so someone jump in and justify it. Um, it fixed a lot of the problems that the other ports had. It had a quest uh, marker. Yeah, <laughs> it had <worked>. quest markers. <laughs> the, um, the, whenever anyone tells me what's better about that game, it's the only thing they bring up is being like, this is the thing, and it's better well, now. This time and, I beat it, so it was better than yeah. the uh, one on the <laughs> It's It's not on the Wii. That's what's important. Ooh. Yeah, it was, a, but Project it was like Rainfall, one of the greatest come on. games. Yeah, it was one of the greatest games that no one played Operation because it was on the Wii. Yeah. Oh, oh, do I have to get my letter? <laughs> no. I think we've proven that that letter isn't true now. Yeah. What's the letter? I'm curious. Oh, <laughs> rejection <we> letter. <laughs> did anyone um, happen to Always play Final hand. Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? Here we go. Yes. Unfortunately, yes, no. So, you know, I, I remember when that game came out on the GameCube, my brother, you know, we, we both had, you know, we went through absolute hell to get everything ready to be able to play that game. And I was really looking forward to Square Enix kind of fixing some of the connectivity problems when they released it um, for every single console and handheld imaginable earlier last year. And then it came yeah. out and it still was just odious to find, to be able to play with people that you knew. I don't understand how they could shoot themselves in the foot that hard. Well, and like I went from, I'm buying this game day one. I'm going to play with all of my friends. It's going to be really exciting too. I still don't own it because the people that I want to play with live in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, and I it's region it. locked. I Is can't it? believe it. Oh, they made changes, annoying. but I haven't even been back to visit it. So if you want to give it a go, I'm happy to play with you. Uh, I'd be happy to play with anyone too. I've played it a lot with friends. It's it's really good, I, but it's it's obviously would go below Xenoblade and Trials of Mana in my book. Oh yeah, of course. Mine too. <laughs> All right. Everybody I have somebody something to say. Dear Chris, yes, thank excellent. you for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade, The Last Story, or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas, but at this time we have no new information to offer or announcements to make regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other departments here to use as they see fit. We appreciate hearing what our consumers find important. Sincerely, Nintendo of America Incorporated, Sissy Barner, Customer Service Representative. That's the letter. That's amazing. That's the That's absolutely amazing. Letter. Yeah. What did you say? Did anyone actually buy the games when they came out? Uh, um, yeah, I, I did. Oh, yeah. I bought all of them. And I mean, this is the thing that I talk about a lot on the RPG cast is like all of these games were already in the process of being licensed. So Operation Rainfall didn't ensure they came out, but it certainly ensured that they were more successful. Right. Amazing. I I still have my copy of Pandora's Tower is downstairs. My basement sealed. Isn't that the one that's not good? Out yeah, of the three? it's broken. <laughs> um, yeah, it did have a game breaking bug, but I didn't think it was bad. Okay, I never played a game breaking <laughs> bug. Isn't bad. No, no, it, there was a way around it. As long as you know it's coming and the, save. The game as a whole was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the clarification. Hi, Alex. Also, hello. Hello, Alex. Hello. Put it this way, Pandora's Tower made me wish for a motion-controlled Castlevania game. Didn't Sounds we have terrible. one of those? Isn't that the one with the horse? I don't remember. I didn't no. Okay. No, you're thinking of something different. Sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> Listen, I'm like right. the only person in the world that played the Dragon Quest Waggle game. You do not want a Castlevania with Waggle. 
Okay, I stand corrected. I don't know, you can call it Wagwan. Did someone just reference Dragon Quest Swords? Yes! Yes, I, I... Love all to right. hate that game. All right, all right, all right. I have a pro- I have I have a hypothetical. I've always wanted to know the answer to. Dragon Quest Swords versus Sonic the Black Knight. Um. Um. Dragon Quest Swords. So, uh, Dragon Quest Swords. Yeah, Swords. Yeah. Dragon Quest Swords wins it for me. Okay. I'll come. I'll get back with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think the winner of the Square Enix Award is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Yay. All right, so on to our next category. Okay, that's good. No one's fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, already fa- fired um, Wheels earlier in the podcast. I'm sorry. No, you, you fired it. Josh. No, you fired wait, Josh for wait, not playing Chrono Cross. Who did I fire? Trigger. You're all yeah. fired. <laughs> what did I do? If, what, did, what did I do? Can I change Lateral my answer damage. to Trials of Mana? Will that get me unfired? Yes. The next category. Okay, you're unfired by Anna, change then it. I'll fire you instead. <laughs> It sucked the first time, but I gave it a second shot, and it still sucked award. Sponsored, Sponsored. by Q&A Quest. Yay. Thanks, Wheels. You're welcome. So what's your nomination, Mr. Category Sponsor? Uh, my nomination is uh, Breath of Fire 1 through 4. All of them. <laughs> That's a lot <laughs> of them. All of them. <laughs> so to give sort of some background for this, Wheels loves Dragon Quarter. Oh, yes. the weird one. <laughs> Yeah, Wheels loves yes. Dragon Quarter in ways that we can't even mention on this podcast because oh. it's not adult. Well, w- Wheels, oh, I, I, for the longest time, I thought we were kindred souls, and now I couldn't be more wrong. Well, <laughs> to be fair, there's some background behind this. Uh, there is one of our uh, lovely question askers in our community who loves to ask questions a lot, Budai, uh, loves the Breath of Fire series. That's Matt from Texas. And- so I love to bash on it just just to troll him. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually think any of these are that bad. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But Breath of Fire 2 is just one of my favorite games of all time. It's the reason why my avatar is a red cat and why I have a uh, character with black wings. So it kind of means a lot to me. <laughs> it's uh, been mostly so long I don't like I Breath of Fire that. 3. It's been so long That's since I played Breath of Fire 2 that I don't I even know really why your hard... cat is red. <laughs> I have such yeah. a hard time keeping straight all the Breath of Fire games. Um, it's it's really hard for me to look at a screenshot of a game and be like, I know exactly yeah, which Breath of Fire that's right. It's almost like they're all kind of generic and it, they just so like, meld together in your one mind. One is the boring one, and two is the first good one, and three is like the actual good one, then four is, I don't even the, know. The 3D one that Nina looks just weird. And, and then five four is, four is, is Dragon best. Quarter or not? One is Dragon Quarter. Is that five Five is yes. Dragon Quarter. Five so is three Dragon Quarter, so we, we pretend it doesn't exist, and then what's after that? Nothing. The, the, no, the, no, no, no. There's the Breath of Fire game. Six. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it that's, exists. Apparently, that's the one we pretend doesn't exist. I apologize. <laughs> yes. Is that one still in service? I don't think so. Probably not. Multiplayer web that the Wild Arms one. Ugh. Good God. Oh, a free to play online web based multiplayer. It was Japanese only. Oh, that's depressing. Oh, that just hurts my heart. It wasn't that good. It was. Yeah, that hurts my heart. A free to play online web based Based multiplayer role-playing video game with microtransactions. <gasps> That's Breath of Fire Six, folks. No, after that, no. Just no. <laughs> I refuse. Back in the reception area on the Wikipedia article, Six doesn't even get into the table. 
it's lucky to get into the release table for Breath of Fire games. But as far as getting <laughs> ratings, they don't even rate it in here. So Kel sent me a message a couple weeks ago, and she's like, I am done with WoW. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was there, my interest was already kind of waning because I had ran through my first character, and I was like, okay, fine. And then I ran through my second character and was getting kind of tired. was like, how am I going to catch up and then caught up on that character and then the breaking point was when they said that um covenant pets were locked to the covenant and i'm a huge pet collector and i couldn't have the cat pet from one covenant on my main character which is like the cat lady and i just rage quit unsub that covenant say what join her to that covenant but then i like the cat covenant's mouth yeah well Huh. No, That's I don't like that. Shoot. They're encouraging you to have alts to get into all these covenants and then not giving you the fruits of those labors. I'm, yeah, I'm with like, Kelly on this one. Traditionally, Chris, battle pets have not been locked like that before. Right. And it's a, it's a huge issue. I'm because just going to say, have... I'm calling BS because you liked it the first time. You didn't suck the first time. It only sucked the second time. So I don't well, think I'm, it qualifies I'm for this category. I'm, I, <laughs> I still think it should count. Just all right. Well, just because the last expansion kind of pissed me off in petty ways, too. But the pets thing, that's just horrible. All right. Were the, were the covenants the, the things that changes the aesthetics of your character? And yeah. you had to pick one, yeah, but like some are better for other classes. Yeah, there's four yeah. endgame clubs you can join. They're exclusive. You can that's switch, insane. but you like lose your membership in the other one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like starting fresh. Uh, and with battle pets, it's a real problem because battle pets are supposed to be account wide, no matter what. And, there's, and only one there's, good one. there's like two pets that aren't account wide. There's only one good covenant, and all the other covenants only have good pets and stuff. Um, t- typically, if they've been faction locked, there's always an equivalent on the other faction. But the four pets that you get from the covenants are completely different from each other. So, if you have one that's good for a like pet pedal dungeon strategy, then you're screwed unless you go to it on that alt. Well, you just come up with a new strategy. It doesn't no, pet. no, they need to unlock it. Yeah, it's battle pets. No, a lot of I people care. care. Yeah. yeah, they have all the other pets. They can come up with other strategies. Chris, all right, moving on. People care. <laughs> <laughs> so the game I gave a second shot at was uh, Romancing Saga Two. Uh, I bought it. Right when it came out on the Switch, whenever it was officially translated, I played it, and I put it down. I just wasn't feeling it. So this year, I tried it again, played it, played it for a little bit, checked uh, you know, some, some strategy guides to find out how to you know, better my characters and advance. And It was just kind of frustrating to do anything in that game. And eventually, you know, if you try to avoid fights, um, you, get, you just get penalized and... If you try to fight enemies, you don't necessarily get stronger because it's it's got that saga style system where you know your stats can ca- maybe raise up. You know, potentially you have a chance of getting more hit points, but then the enemies still get stronger even if you don't get stronger. And Wait. I just didn't didn't like it. But I thought Wheels said all the romantic saga games are amazing and we should love them. I did not. Okay, was that someone else? We can love site? them. This okay. one's a little rough. Oh, it's su- two, so two is definitely is a little rough. Okay. Two's bad. Yeah. All right. There was the one game that I picked up and actually just put it in my discard pile that I'm probably never going to play again of for 2020. 
Uh, all the romantic saga games a... kind of needed remakes, and only the first one has really gotten one. They and were very, the they were pretty experimental. They, and we can all appreciate them from like a historical standpoint, but like playing them now, we can appreciate um, them of... from over there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and I, to I totally am a hundred percent with Paul with this one because one of the things that I did in twenty twenty was play the collection of mana, and I five hour ruled every single game in the collection of mana. You can't five hour rule Secret of Mana. That's illegal. Too bad. No, I agree. <laughs> Wait. Do you but agree with five the five-hour rule or the it's it's being good. illegal? <laughs> the game is exhausting. The game is just exhausting, and it has the Square Enix mobile font UI that obviously it was clearly made for a mobile game that they just like haphazardly tossed over to consoles, like everything else. Even um, Saga Scarlet Grace has that issue. Yeah, no, the Romancing Saga 2 was probably very interesting at the time, and unfortunately we got it way too late. Mm-hmm. And I really wish it had gotten like a full-on 3D remake with, like the first Romancing Saga did, because uh, it probably would have been a really cool game. But this is just, you know, there's there's a lot of RPGs you can go back to from that era that just don't, that were probably really neat, because a lot of games were experimental at that time. And this one, you know... It's interesting, but I mean, even I did not have a lot of time with it. A lot of good times with it. Oh, clear my throat there. This lady has now dogged on Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, and Earthbound, and I'm married to her. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, Um, when when it happens, it's justified. Speaking of Anna, what was your pick for the? Uh, you you dropped it uh, Saturday like it morning RPG, which is Ooh. done by the guys that um, later went on to make limited run games, and so I kind of feel bad bagging on it. But like Saturday morning RPG has this awesome premise and cool graphics and like interesting battle system, but none of it gels together in a way that I want to keep playing. I need them to make Saturday Morning RPG 2 and just tighten everything up. I am 100% in agreement with you. You should have Chris send them a letter. Why wouldn't I just send them a letter? I'm like, I have multiple emails. Dear Saturday Morning RPG, I am dissatisfied with your service and I'm sending you this strongly worded letter asking for you to improve the combat of your game and make it less dumb. Thank (laughs) you. Sincerely, Pause Cthulhu Privateer. It's like every time I see that on sale for 99 cents, it's like, you know, I ought to try that. And then I see the like flash looking graphics that look right out of Newgrounds for that game. And I just pass. It's it's a great idea, just not exactly a great game. <laughs> yes. <sighs> All right. And it just makes me sad because I should love this. I'm an '80s kid. We have to pick a winner. I'm uh, making us pick a winner on this one. Breath of Fire. I'm really taken by the romancing saga two description. No, nah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards saga because I just don't like the series. <laughs> Agreed. Fine. Saga's not for everyone. Can, can we just okay. make it Romancing Saga 2 and not the whole series? Yeah, it's please? just two. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, I like some of the Saga games. Yeah, it's only <laughs> it just, this two. one just didn't do it for me. Yeah. All right. Next up, the Missed Out Award, the RPG you most wanted to play but didn't. Yakuza, Like a Dragon. Yes. I own it. I just haven't gotten around to play it. Play it. 
Play I see it. Alex, Ryan, and Paul on here for Yakuza Like a Dragon. And me. Um, yeah. I'll put that on as well. Yeah. I, yeah. The main yeah. problem is it's too much of a time commitment at the moment. Yeah, and I was in, I was smack down in the middle of playing uh, Cold Steel 4, so I didn't want to have two really big RPGs on my plate, so I wanted to wait. One of Yakuza's the few better. <laughs> one of the few people who played Yakuza put Final Fantasy 7 remake on there. Me list. too. Josh. Like I guess. <laughs> I was like looking at the one. list and I'm like I, I guess I got to put this on there. I don't see anything else, so I guess we'll go with this. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point in our notes that if someone took three months off of gaming in 2020, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I did, and it didn't make that big of a difference. So, <laughs> um, I put Persona 5 Royal on there because I, you guys made it sound like a lot of fun, and I heard it fixed a lot of problems with the base game, but I just couldn't justify $60 for a slightly better game. I think it's way better, actually. It's a way better game, but I totally agree with you. I I am kind of bummed out that this didn't come out at 40 bucks. My friend just beat this game. He said it clocked in at 200 hours. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so but he we said didn't he, go quite that crazy. He said he, he said he fell asleep a couple times while playing it, but, <laughs> but still, Plus, 200 hours is impressive. <laughs> I am still holding out for a Switch port. Uh, um, that's... That's the reason that this is my answer because I was waiting forever. <laughs> uh, but I'm now finally playing it and I'm like 20 hours in. And this is probably when they'll announce the Switch port. So I think that they're using stri- Strikers as the test kitchen. Yeah, no, it's going to be different because Strikers is quite clearly using Omega Forces engine. Mm-hmm. Just because how the graphics look. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get Persona uh, 5 for uh, Switch. Stop crushing our dreams. And I love the series. I love the series so much. Um, 3, 4, 5, uh, they're seminal, right? But um, I just feel like they're all a little bloated. A little? Yeah, 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 very. (laughs) Yeah, it makes me a little nervous for SMT 5. Because I felt like the 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 most important change between SMT four and Apocalypse was drastically improved pacing. And so well, like I mean, if they go back to the scene, kitchen so. sink approach that SMT four had, I don't think I'm gonna love it. Ouch. I'll just have to scratch off my Jack Frost and Pirate Jack tattoos. Yeah. So the answer to this is everyone should play Yakuza like a dragon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yakuza wins. Winner. All right. For our next category, we're actually going to have uh, Scar kick this one off. Which RPG series should be cancel cultured? Yeah. Um. I wrote nothing specific, but anything with sexualized lolly girls and uh, the the trails of cold that's steel. That's all of uh, them. That's all they, the games. They took <laughs> the line so much with this. It kind of annoyed me with their little girls and in, in the bathing in the the bathhouses and whatnot. I was just like, all right, we get it. We can. Yeah, a little too much of the hot springs. Yeah, there's yeah, just. We can, we can stop with the Tita and Agate like you know love story. Like, please just please just stop stop it. 
So you probably would have been really angry with me for what I did, where I beat the game with everybody in their hot springs towel. <laughs> as, long it was, as long as if it was the adults, I would have been fine. It was everybody that had a hot springs towel. They, I put a hot springs towel on them. There's just a point where the whole Elise thing just gets a little squidgy. It it oh. does. That's so annoyed. It annoyed me so much, and everyone was okay with it. I I just I wanted one person to be like, guys, this is not cool. But the entire cast well, was fine. The cast is like Rudigamon almost. It's yeah. like, uh, that's his sister. So, that's gross. Well, aren't they? I haven't played the game. Played so it? Tell me what. Uh, what? It, it's an adoptive uh, sister who's yeah. pining after her. Her brother, yeah. Didn't they already uh, do that? And, yeah, well, they did that with Josh in the Sky. Yeah. I was going to say, it's when the you, first game. <laughs> yeah, when you start the series with Josh and Estelle, you... Yeah. <laughs> so it's just series tradition, is what you're saying. Well, well even in that case, the... it, was, it, was, it, was, it was much more like Joshua and Estelle were, you know, it came much later. The, yeah. In this one, it is like he, they, you know, he, he was raised by them the entire time. They were, they were siblings basically their entire lives. Yeah, like Plus, Joshua gets adopted when he's, what, 12? Yeah. yeah and the game started at yeah. 15 or say, 16. Yeah. This is also the plot in the Brady movie, right? <laughs> One of them. rushing to play this game, I am. <laughs> but, but I also thought that the OTP in that series was Reen and Alfin. I mean, well, canon-wise, it's, it's Alyssa. Yeah. But yeah. also, I'm with you. Yeah. I thought that they were strongly hinting at Princess Elfin myself. I, I chose not, I chose Toa, <laughs> even though she does look younger than everyone else in the cast. She's one of the oldest females. Uh, that's the that's the different <laughs> trope of like, oh, she's actually much older, but she looks like she's you know she's 11. older than our planet. I, I she's a Emma. thousand year old goddess. <laughs> I, I she knows Emma, how to love. So. Or what it's like when they're, oh, she's actually a devil that's a, a million years old, but she has the body of a six year old. I. Yeah, oh, I hate that yeah, too. There's a subreddit for that. God, this is, yeah. No thanks. My problem is less that that trope is kind of icky and more that that trope is getting desperately overused. Yeah. So anyone else um, feel like there should be an RPG series that should be cancel culture? I mean, yes. to, to piss off my podcast partner in crime, I'm saying nep nep. No, I'm I'm 100% with you on this for multiple what? reasons. I, I'm nep-nep tired now? of that. Oh, I'm no. tired of Neptunia games. Is it I'm because they were never any good to begin with? I mean, I'm tired the first of being one was fun and funny. It should have just been an like, anime it's because never the gameplay is terrible. And like, I feel like adding in the little sisters have started to get a little creepy. <laughs> it's okay, it like it they're was, actually 100 years old. It was funny the first game, but <laughs> they need to true. stop milking it. <laughs> but also, no... I just made that up. <laughs> and it's true, huh? <laughs> I mean, there hasn't been a new Neptunia game for five years. Well, they're working on one, right? Yeah, I thought the, a new no. one was coming out. Um, that's, Super that's Neptunia remake, RPG? That's a remake of the first game. Oh. Reverse. Oh, well, I'm not, yeah, well, I'm, well, that's actually main games. What they've actually just done is just end the spin-offs, which is the more annoying bit. It's a remake of Rebirth uh, 1 for PlayStation. It's a remake of the remake. One of those spin-offs yeah, yeah, is really good. Yeah, there's technically only four mainline games. Yeah, so the Sega Hard Girl spin-off is pretty good. And the the strategy RPG one. Oh, I didn't like that one. I, I was so bored. Oh, my God. I peaced out of, of that course, one. 
I have bad memories associated with that one, so take it with a grain of salt. What was the strategy RPG one? Hyper um, Devotion Noir. Devotion Noir. Goddess Blackheart, I think. Yeah, I guess. The story is terrible, but I enjoyed the combat. It's Sting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, How do you not like a Sting got. game, Anna? Because only the only thing good about it was the gameplay. What's wrong? Exactly. Wait, what's wrong with that? <laughs> That's why a lot of people like the... the we had an award <laughs> about a game that was the opposite, and it was a problem, so... <laughs> Anna wants both. All right, Josh just wants to talk about sausage, so... Oh, I agree, <laughs> though. I, I agree. That wins a character. No more agorist. <laughs> yeah, just no more agorist. That, that's the series we really need to get rid of. Like, that, that's the one, like, for Isn't all this, the other problems. Aren't all these series, aren't we complaining about the same thing with all of them? <laughs> Yeah. Well, there is well, a yes. there is a theme that runs through the ball. I was going to say the underlying current with this is Idea Factory, or is it Compo Heart? Aren't they the same thing? I'm not sure. Uh, Compo Heart's a subsidiary of <laughs> That's Idea Factory. That's not the theme I thought you were going to say, but it's so accurate. Yeah, <laughs> they seem to be the problem. The cancel culture goes to Compo. I mean, Heart. this series has always been cancelled anyway. <laughs> womp womp. All right. <laughs> So, um, over-sexualized Lolly Girl is the winner of this no, category. No, the winner's Compile Heart. Compile Heart. The, win- the winner should be Mugen Souls, because well, that I is... I mean, the Compo Heart that... games have these as well, have that as well. I, compile Heart and Idea Factory. I'll just give it yeah. to both of them. Do you want to talk a little Congrats, bit about Mugen Souls, or should we just carry on? It's one of no, the... It, is it the same company? Me, that, that is my pick, and I will say no more. Is that um, also can... Idea Factory and... In... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. my God! <laughs> <laughs> So I will say they did come out for for the Black Lives Matter thing. So I thought that was cool of them. That I just wish they would make better games. All right, well, all, all the people out there are pretty cool. Their American staff is wonderful too. It's just, oh man, no. I love Rob Dizzle. <laughs> and Zandragon is awesome. We're looking yeah. forward to when you get together with CD Projekt Red and make something oh. truly amazing. <laughs> Oversized penises on oversexualized lolly girls? I, they kind of oh, already there's a word that, for so that. it's going to have to be something oh. else. The Witcher 4 oh, by Compileheart. There's probably a subreddit for that one, You too. thought the bathtub scene was disturbing before. <laughs> and I, that's wishing on a monkey's paw there. I wouldn't go there. So what's our next word, Anna? Wish you had missed it. The RPG you kind of hoped you hadn't booted up. Should just be the divorce award. It's the divorce award because I chose Undertale. Oh no! So I mean, to give some context, I have never been particularly interested in this game, and every time someone describes it to me as something I definitely need to play, they either compare it to games that I don't like, or they talk about things that don't sound appealing to me. So I decided to challenge people during Extra Life this year, and if you donated $250 to my Extra Life, you got me play Undertale, and somebody did. Yay. Yay, that person. So yeah, I played yeah, it for two hours. Mark. She dated the sp- she dated the skeleton, and she didn't hate it. But then she didn't like the battle system, just like she thought she wouldn't. Yeah, I can it, it, I can certainly see and appreciate why people like this game, but it is not in any way for me. 
I wish that they would make an easy mode for that game just so that people can play through the story without having to do the battle system. That would be awesome. Because it really is it really is a good story. And like the reason that I wish I hadn't booted it up is now that I've tried it, everybody's like, Well, you have to give it a second try. You have to keep playing it. You have to finish it. It's like, no. No thank you. (laughs) No thank you. Really, no. I mean, no, I can't give you too much crap because I felt the same way about Earthbound for the longest time before I played it this year. I also don't like so, Earthbound. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have no friends left. I still love you, Anna. Yay. No, I feel you on Undertale. My new best friend. I love Undertale, but I completely understand. Yeah, yeah I'm they, they have a they have a notoriously uh, crappy fan base. I've heard their their fan base is pretty toxic. Yeah. Although I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. Look, I had to be on Tumblr when this when this game was really big, and like there was no avoiding it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's just ship kind of sailed right past me. Yeah, I I I can see why people like it. It's just not in any way for me. And stop asking me to play it. Right, what if I on. give you three hundred dollars? No, <laughs> I just well, don't like it when people tell me that I have to. They're like, "Oh, you have to play this game," or you know, like this is like a true gaming experience, or like, "Oh, it distills the essence of." It's like I, you know, I don't think so. It's like I've been playing video games literally since I could walk, and like, and um, it, this doesn't speak to me. And it so, just frustrates me because, all right, I've played it. I didn't like it. Leave me alone. And now this has evolved into, "Oh, but you have to keep going." No, I don't. Leave me alone. No, oh, I, I it, totally it, it get gets it. Great well, you have to keep going until you like it. That's how <laughs> yeah, this works. No. You, you can stop as soon as you say it's the best. All right, no, Alex. Anna's five hour, your five hour rule has really helped me. She didn't even um, get to five. Through. She didn't get to five hours on the tail. <laughs> no, hey, sometimes three, when you I know, think. you know. Isn't it only five hours long? Anyway? <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. What she did you killed... She killed the goat mom, all right? The first thing she did in that game, she's terrible. It just proves that Anna's a terrible person for not liking Undertale. I did that you my first right. time, too. I did, yeah, I did that my first time, too. I mean, oh, uh, my God. I mean, You're all the worst. I, and then I started you? over, and the game knew that I started over, which weirded mm-hmm. me out. Yeah, that weirded Flower. me out, too. And, and Chris, wow, we were cruising for a divorce today. <laughs> Secret of Mana? <laughs> Chrono Trigger, Undertale. What was the other one, Anna, that you threw on the list? Earthbound. I don't think I'm unjustified here. I think in Uh, any court of my peers. Secret of Mana, unless you played it back in the day, uh, I can totally understand. I'm not holding any of these up alone. I'm putting it all together to show a pattern of disrespect. (laughs) Well, you could play the PlayStation 4 remake of uh, Secret of Mana if you... We don't don't talk. No, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. No. Alex, bail me out here. No, thanks. I'm back with Anna now. Do I have to? Yes! <laughs> Even he doesn't want to come to your defense. Alex, I don't like your answer to this. So my answer is Katana Kami, a way of the my story, which I found to be an incredibly boring action dungeon crawler. I've never even heard of this. What is this for? It's um. Which? It's on multiple things. It's on PC, Switch, Switch is what I played it on. I think it's probably on PS4 as well. Switch? Yeah, it's on PS4 as well, but it's just 
I just found it really boring right from the outset, and yeah, <laughs> I can't really say much more than that. It's just boring. This man wasn't writes this reviews, like, ladies and gentlemen. This wasn't this a long reviews. series? Like, was, isn't this like a series of games too? It's, it's a spinoff. Yeah, it's no, a it's spinoff too. It's a like a roguelike spinoff. Oh, okay. Well then, Wheels, tell us what you bounced off of this year. Uh, Genshin Impact, is that how you pronounce this piece of garbage? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. I uh, on this one. Didn't you like Breath of the Wild too? I love Breath of the Wild. This is not Breath of the Wild. It's, it's, Bre- it's Breath of the Wild garbage. too. <laughs> it's <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Oh, wait, I can't say that. Um, Breath of the Wild. Um, uh, 1.5. Wine shirts. <laughs> it's no, Breath of the it's... Wild 0.1. Breath of the Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Breath of it's, the Gotcha. It's Breath of the Wild 358 over two days. Oh God! Uh, God. <laughs> did you play the PC version or the PS4 version? Wheels. PS PS4 version or yeah, the mobile the, version. The PS4 version was garbage. Uh, just well, why, well, the whole garbage. game. They all the same. <laughs> well, uh, the the PS4 version hadn't optimized any of the text for TVs, so I could barely read any of the text. Don't worry, oh, it's, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I, well, I, I didn't play it because I, I can't play it because I have a my 2020 resolution was no free to play gotcha games. And um, so I, you know, even I didn't play one, I didn't download one. And that's, Genshin Impact that's almost the got me. the best resolution I've ever heard. I, I didn't even I get got, far enough to the to the point where it prompted me to buy things. That's how boring And Ooh, the other issue with five Genshin minute ruled. <laughs> the other issue with Genshin is that the marketing was relentless, especially on YouTube, which I watch a lot because of work. So every at the start of every single video, it was that stupid trailer. And what's worse is that my ad skipping software and my tablet wasn't working at that time. So I just associated those commercials with not being able to skip them immediately. And it just kind of cemented my dislike of that game overall. A lot of people actually played this one. Yeah, I no, mean, I it's interesting because I think Genshin Impact is kind of going to be that game where you're going to play an hour of it and you're either going to be like, nope, yeet it into space, or you're going to be like, <laughs> yes, hook this up to my veins. I, my hour was like, uh, this is not good enough to hold my interest. Yeah, not I, many people actively hated it in the awards, but it was solidly mediocre. I wish that it was not digital only so that I could yeet the disc like into my garbage can. Ooh, strong feelings. Well, I think that makes Genshin Impact the winner. I think it might be. Yeah. I, I I didn't hate it as much as Wheels, but I certainly didn't enjoy my time with it. I can tell you the winner certainly is an Undertale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll jump into... The biggest surprise of the year. Who wants to go first? Um, 13 Sentinels really did surprise me. Because I'm really in a, a, not an adventure game kind of person. And that was a game that I could not put down. And every time something happened, I had to message you, Anna, and be like, Oh my god, did, did that happen? And you were like, yeah, you, you know, right? Like, yeah, I know, right? on discord you know trying not to spoil it for chris and just oh it gave us so Aliens. good and I, 
It was like, I, it's aliens, isn't it? Well, yeah. kind of. It's space travel, isn't it? Well, kind of. It's time travel, isn't it? Well, no, it's well. literally every single trope from every genre, yes. isn't it? <laughs> yes, and it's kaiju. All the, it's just somebody all the took, sci-fi. Somebody took TV tropes, put it into a bag, and cut a slit out in the middle, and then uh, just whatever fell out is this story. And I guzzled that shit up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Especially with you know the legally distinct ET poster in there. Which was amazing. Uh, there were so many good game, sci-fi references in there. As soon as I finished playing this game, I sat down and I watched all of Evangelion, and then I bought and watched the um, like the remaster films. I was like, I can. I'm like, for the first time ever in my life, I was like, bring this stuff to me. More mechas, more mechas. Then this I is... watched and played Magic Knight Ray Earth because I was like, I need magical yes. worlds and mechas straight up in my veins, bro. Amazing. <laughs> it's been a great. Well, time. you went full giant robot. <laughs> yeah. Do Evas count as robots, or are they? I mean, uh, yes. I, my my wife was watching it with me. She was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "I am so depressed." I'm like, "This is the most depressed I've been since the pandemic started." I'm like, "And I'm here for it." <laughs> <laughs> well, may I introduce you to the Evangelion Wiki, where you get to spend an entire other weekend learning more understanding the story and then being depressed again for another oh week. yeah i, was, I, like, I think the way that i <laughs> i think the way that i described 13 sentinels when i was talking about it in the podcast i said i have never been so confused and annoyed at a game and i love it i can't, <laughs> I can't wait to play, keep playing it. and the soundtrack you guys oh my god so the music good. is so good Speaking of Evangelion, the best thing that that series ever did was I was able to sell the box set for $150 on eBay last year. Wow, it's gone riddance. up since then. Yeah, that seems low for that box set given the Netflix debacle. Uh, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, I watched it on Netflix. That was my first exposure to it. And I was yeah. like, okay, I, I didn't mind it. I like the voice for... Um, well, yeah, I mean, compared to nothing. I like voices. Yeah, it's just there's better... Because I watched the movies then immediately afterwards, so that was pretty jarring when there was a, a completely different voice cast. But the Netflix oh, cast right. did a pretty good job um, trying to sound like similar but not but distinct. So I give I give them a little chops for I give them some credit, I guess, for for trying something that you know they knew was doomed to start. Well, I mean, I think the the voice acting isn't really the big complaint there. It's like you know censoring the subs in weird way and cutting scenes and um, the uh, the way they the, say nerve. The, the the way they say nerf and the way that uh, they end the episodes without all the um the cover songs that used to be in the original. Oh Which yeah, see, I don't know. Before? Yeah, they couldn't license yeah. all. Oh, that that was Climbing the best the thing moon. about Evangelion. Yeah, exactly. I changed my mind. Uh, it's it's <laughs> stupid, but it's it matters, you know. <laughs> Paul um, anyways, didn't know my, what he was missing. My biggest, uh, yeah, my I don't, biggest surprise. I don't know what I'm missing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. I was gonna say my biggest surprise of the year was uh, a game. I don't know how it, it I, uh, you know, crossed paths with it, but uh, on Steam there was a demo for a game called Record of Lotus War: Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, and I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, "Wow, this looks strikingly similar to a game I loved when you know I was a teenager." And that game was Castlevania: Symphony of the Night, and this game is basically just a one-for-one clone of that game and i was able to play the demo and it plays exactly like castlevania symphony of the night but probably a little bit more refined um 
she can shoot arrows and stuff and but it's she's got pretty much the same uh pixel as alucard and it's she's runs across the characters from the record of lotus war this is a anime new series it is a new game it is. Was there it like is an old, like old game for this series that yeah. Working Designs did or something? Or? Um, no, is this, I don't... Is there a Dream Dreamcast one? Right, well, there's a Dreamcast game. Dreamcast, and a Super yeah. Nintendo uh, strategy RPG. Uh, one of the games I will be replaying for my backlog. Yeah, this is. This looks like a new game because the demo is oh, out on is. Steam, but it's yeah, not yeah. yet available like for the full game. You've so. been playing the record of Logos War tactical RPG during your. I, I have, yeah, I have been playing. I'm, I guess this is just a record record of Logos War little cut right here, but yeah, I've, I've been playing that on my Twitch uh, Friday night streams of the uh, Random Retro Wheel. That is one of the twenty five RPGs, and that game looks a lot like Ogre Battle, but except you can control your characters on the grid. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I think of what record of Lodos War, I just think of zombies screaming for cashews. What? That's King Cashew. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's from the anime, Anna. <laughs> Which I just watched last year. But yeah, if you liked Symphony of the Night, you should just take a look at this game on Steam. Um, I don't know if it has a release date yet, but it's pretty much exactly what Symphony of the Night was just updated. So wait. Did I put something in this category? <laughs> you did. Pixel Cross Adventure. Yes! <laughs> All right. So I love Sudoku. And I have now officially spoiled myself because I've played a bunch of Sudoku games with stories in them. And Pixel wait, Cross what? Adventures is really good. Okay. I'm interested now. Yeah, I do. I also love Sudoku. So this sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. It's available on like a bunch of systems, including Anna, Switch and PC. Anna. Anna. Anna, try that again. You don't like Sudoku. You like Picross. Oh, uh, Picross. I'm there sorry. Oops. Nonograms. Why did I say Sudoku? Because I play oh. Sudoku. <laughs> I, now, now I'm sad. I'm sorry. I was expecting like a Sudoku I'm adventure so game. Sorry. I was like, this seems great. <laughs> I mean, there's a recent Nancy Drew game that has a bunch of Sudoku. No, no that was an old one. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this was my surprise game of the year. I just I could not put this down because all of the Picross puzzles have like little themes and are relevant to what we're doing. And you can do multiple puzzles that all fit together into a bigger puzzle. And as you go through the world, you're recoloring it and putting items back together. And that expands the way you can explore the world. And it's just really, really fun. Yeah, that's it. Paul, what was your biggest surprise of the year? Um, I think I have to check what I wrote down. Hold on. Yeah, Paper Genesis Mario. Evangelion. No, Paper Mario. <laughs> Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Paper Mario, actually, it was just such a surprise. Like, they announced it. Um, I think when they announced it, what was it, April? And they were like, it comes out in July. And I had really fallen out of... I'd really fallen out with the series. I love Super Mario RPG. I love Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I even like Super Paper Mario for the Wii, but then uh, it was like Sticker Star and then um, Paper Jam. I really fell out. I didn't finish those games. It just left me really disheartened. So Origami King, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. But then, of course, I bought it like the day after it came out, and I was really taken with it. I, I beat the game pretty quickly, and I know a lot of people decried like the stripping down of the 
RPG elements as the series carries on, but I think it really maintains the spirit of a role-playing game, even if the you know the stat mechanics aren't really there. The story was great. Yeah, yeah I loved it. It's the really characterization, good. graphics, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think my only biggest complaint about Paper Mario was the pacing was not good. Because, like, all of the toads that you find are super front-loaded. And so you start to get, like, 80% of the way through the game, like Shangri-La Spa and afterwards. And it's like you're just not finding toads in the same satisfying pace that you were at the start. And that was a bummer for me. Well, maybe you're sick of it by then, though. No? Haven't Paper Mario games always had pacing problems, though? Yes. People, every time I see someone recommend The Thousand Year Door as the first Paper Mario game, I'm like, "Mm, no. No, not the first. The only. That's the only Paper Mario game, Anna. (sighs) Incorrect. Divorce. (laughs) Anyways, a couple of you put the Final Fantasy VII remake. What surprised you about it? It wasn't bad. uh, yeah, uh, I think we're I all have, surprised at that. I have been a big like Final Fantasy VII curmudgeon in the past. Like I didn't necessarily always love the original game, so I was expecting to have fun with this, but I wasn't expecting like to absolutely adore this game so much that I would appreciate the original game even more. Uh, I just absolutely loved it. Was not was not what expecting. What is going it on? <laughs> Somebody is watching say, what's clean the clean extra of this sound. Podcast. <laughs> Did someone take us into the shower with that? I don't know what's going on. We're not at the sexy award yet. Loud noises. <laughs> Do we want to redo that photo? What is he? No, no, that's okay. Final Fantasy Seven. That's All right. Yeah, that's... Carrying with, on. with child care this time. All right. Uh, yeah, winner? I was, on, I was on the same side as Final Fantasy VII. It, it's, I mean, I expected it to be good. It's just I didn't expect it to be as good as it ended up being. It's, so, yeah, just... Um, I was holding my breath. <laughs> right? Yeah, there, there's always an expectation that there'd be something to either met about it, but just yeah. how well everything came together. That's because the original game was actually meh, and you didn't realize it. Ah! Well, well, I personally realized it. You see more oh, okay. of it. So. Right. <laughs> Chris, I am going to divorce you at this point. <laughs> I just think that the remake elevated the main. The, it elevated the main game, and if you even if you hadn't played the main game before, um, it's. It's it's a solid experience in its own right. I mean, imagine if you had never had any idea who these characters are. I mean, you could play through the game. You'd probably be like, "What's the what's the deal with Sephiroth?" But um, I just I thought that they they knocked it out of the park because I was my expectations were so low. I mean, I'll, I will definitely admit to that because the last decade has been really tough if you've been a diehard Final Fantasy fan. Uh-huh. We're not a fan of fifteen, huh? I was a fan. I was a huge fan of 15, but I feel like there was just so much, um, there was so much negativity around it uh, on release, after release. Um, And then, you know, uh, they tried to ignore some goodwill by having the DLC, which was was good, but not great. I didn't like that you couldn't play them as there was no like sense of progress with them because nothing carried over really. Um, And then, you know, they have this other slate of DLC that's coming out. And they cancel it. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to kind of wrap it up in a book. And I think that they really did a, 
it's like you see a lot of you see you see some strong like um, female characters, especially in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Tifa, Aerith, even Jesse, they get wonderful uh, characterizations. They have like strong individual personality types. But then Ooh. you look in fifteen and you see um, Luna's there to Luna? die. Yeah, she's there to Spoiler die. Alert. They, they feature. I'm, sorry, they even feature her so prominently, and it was it was so disheartening. You couldn't play as her. You barely saw her. Um, it's you know, and I, so I I don't know. I it it just it wasn't really there. And I tried replaying it after I finished Seven Remake because I was so hungry for more Final Fantasy, and it's just it seems inert. You know, the there's there's no real sense of progress, especially because if you stop and do all the side missions. Um, in, in chapter three, four, it's like then you just blow through the rest of the game. All right. I mean, well, now I'm depressed. Right. <laughs> Honestly, the best way to play 15 is pocket. No, the best thing to do if you're a Final Fantasy fan is to play Final Fantasy 14. Mm, it has that's... all sorts of references and great stuff for you to spend hours yeah, but and it's hours an with. mmo yeah and it's Agreed. a good it's one the best and it has a story last decade uh, it's definitely becoming less of an mmo as you guys it <laughs> true is it now that all right i'm more interested well yeah shadow biggest issues trust so you can yeah you story, dun- bring your story own dungeons you can say like <laughs> they still have to do trials of parties so but I don't want to play with them. No, Charles is not in game. No, oh yeah, story. I guess Ifrit is a pretty low level trial, isn't he? Yeah, and you get the and you get the. I mean, the nice thing, Neils, is if you played at this point, you have 18 million people that are like associated with the RP Gamer. Um, uh, I think we have Link Shell. three people who log on yeah. to Link Show regularly, and it's not that many people. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a tiny. It's a tiny. Just, it's a tiny active community. I know a lot of people just, are in it or have been in it, but it's not very active. I, also, I mean, they have a group finder. Yeah. I'm just having a hard time getting through the the, the base game. Is the issue? Yeah, I mean, it is well, a massive. It, it is least. a massive commitment. So <laughs> if that is an issue, it's going to be an issue regardless. Also, yeah, you can just pay sixty dollars and you can skip the base game, and then you can get to the good content. <laughs> But the story is relevant for later. Is the problem with that strategy? Yeah, but I so could. But I could go read watch a summary. Yeah, well, not only that, you can go to your um your house in your housing district and watch all the cutscenes in order. Yeah, <laughs> I have a house. Oh, oh yeah, housing in Final Fantasy fourteen is a big deal. But I, I don't want a house. I heard there was like a, a housing go, crisis. You can go into there the have been free multiple. Com- the free company crises. has bought a house, and you can come hang out in the free company's house. Oh, okay. When I when I played Final Fantasy fourteen, my room in the free company house was just a bed and then a whole bunch of empty bottles all around <laughs> scattered around. <laughs> Much like my real life house. There's an aesthetic. All right. Wait, so, what's our biggest surprise? I, I think after hearing Alex and, and Wheels and Paul talk about it, it kinda has to be the remake. Is it? Does I'm anyone want to make a compelling argument for another game? Nah, I mean, yeah, didn't, didn't you all pick it as your most likely to be uh, the biggest letdown for this? Yeah, so you're right. And it's then it wasn't. Be the biggest surprise, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, time to get beefy. It's the Sam Walker Sexiest Beefcake Award. Someone's got to start, unfortunately. You know, I need to change my answer. I put down Gaius, but the more I think about it, the more I think Barrett from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. 
How is that not a foregone conclusion, everybody? He has a gun arm. That's a good point. Can I change my answer? Not only is he big and awesome, but he's also a good father. Positive What about Red 13? Well, they didn't really give him a chance to shine yet. You won't get to see anything with him until the next game. Also, is Barrett a good father? He's practically, he just shows up, he's like, hi, Marlene, daddy's gotta go. But he's fighting for the planet. He's doing the work so she has a world to live up in, live in. Like, he's, he's the best dad. He's everyone's dad. I mean, it was either him or Tifa that showed her how to make a martini, so. Well, martini. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You know, maybe she would just watched it. Kids are little sponges. This is true. <laughs> uh, even my three-year-old, though, she's even smitten with Barrett because my um, I have uh, in our gym downstairs we have like a, a, a like um, a, a weight that you can add to like your wrist or your legs. And my daughter put them on her hand. She put them on her hands and she goes, "Look, I'm Barrett." <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's, a, that's adorable. I think we have a winner. There you go. Go He's with it. Do his little daughter. Wait, but. <laughs> We're getting rid of the cyberpunk character and the fairy tale nah. RPG. Yeah, what was the fairy tale RPG? Why was it a sexy beefcake? I don't even understand what that was. So be. you know, like One Piece, yeah, has like crazy different body types and stuff. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale also has people that are like redonkulous because it's an mm-hmm. anime. Yep. Oh, the main character has a lot of pecs. Okay. Yeah, one of the characters just always has his throws his clothes off, so you'll see him fully clothed. Then they'll oh, is this know, this isn't the main character? Is this like a um? Is this like the the Sundari friend character who starts out as a villain and then fights with you? Yeah, like a rival. Yeah, but like he'll he'll just lose his clothes whenever you see him again. <laughs> of course, like True he'll just Are have you his shirt sure you off. Or seen it? This is just like the Yu Yu Hakusho guy. <laughs> I thought the fairy tale game was actually surprisingly better than I thought it would be. Same. Because it's by guest. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. There you go. It didn't make sense to me that they would make a straight up turn based game and not an action based game based on the type. I was expecting more like a Dragon Ball Z type RPG game, but a straight up turn based. I was like, okay, here I am. I was hoping for a Monster Hunter clone, if I'm honest. It would make more sense. Yeah. But I was I was fine with what they actually came out with. It was fun. Indeed. Um, I said Selena's cute. She is. In both forms. Yes. yes. Alright, so the winner is definitely Barrett. I think so. Barrett's dad bod. Barrett Barrett's dad. Dad's modded bod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, next it's it's a crawlery reward. Uh, the thirstiest cast of twenty twenty. Oh, the people get drunk the most, or they yeah sex yeah the most? Mm-hmm. thirstiest mm-hmm. cast. Thirsty Chris. for something, Chris, but not Bo- that. Both of oh. those, both of those, they they go together. Right. <laughs> Needing to drink or just fawning after someone—it's the Cold Steel cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because I think we have exactly equal number of votes for Trails of Cold Steel Four and the Final Fantasy VII remake, and some people actually voted for both. Well, Ryan I mean, if said I had, Trails if I had of Cold Steel Four. Sure it's hard that. not to jump on Reens's bones. 
Um, <laughs> Wheel said Final Fantasy Seven Remake because I'm still on Cold Steel One. <laughs> yes. Alex said a tie between Seven Remake and Cold Steel Four. Josh I mean, said it's it, Cold Steel Four and it's not even close. I think I think the sheer number of yeah. women in Cold Steel Four kind of tips it that way. I mean, yeah, we're talking I th- like I think, I think yeah, but, Josh, I do think Josh is correct on this. But Kelly, you're talking, make your argument about Seven. You're talking quantity versus quality because. Like, Jesse pretty much just had landing lights to her bed. <laughs> <laughs> and Cloud didn't notice them. Or no, did he, he did not. No, he did not. Yeah, but, I mean, Reen is also pretty oblivious. I mean, he gets that, that some of the girls are like, hang That's on, true. let me hey drop now, my panties. Hold on, who's got the better PST, P, uh, post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder, Reen or Cloud? I mean, come on. Hmm. They're both pretty Probably good cloud. there. <laughs> Probably Cloud. Yeah, One it, forgot yeah, cloud his whole Reen's, identity. <laughs> yeah, Reen's is more, spoiler alert, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, means is more survivor guilt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, Anna Marie says I'm with Josh. Everyone is so thirsty for Reen. It would have been super embarrassing if the local localization wasn't so good about it. And even still, woof. Woof. <laughs> all right. So winner. Yes. I don't even know which. Who's <laughs> more? good? Can well, we I have a tie? tie? Really, I, I mean, said tie, but I really do think it's Cold Steel Four. Cold, Cold Steel, Steel 4. 4 with like a Final Fantasy 7 as like an extremely close second. <laughs> yeah, I put Is that all honorable the mention. <laughs> yeah. Cold Steel 4 should just add Jesse as DLC, is the answer, right? right? <laughs> That's all you need? Oh, no, Chris. <laughs> then you're done. Yeah, I, I put all the names um, on a wheel and spun it just just to um, to see because I didn't want to pick who Reen would end up with. There was eleven uh, females that that he could sh- uh, shack up with at the end of the game. <laughs> Ryan, women. What? Okay, yeah, women. Well, he he didn't say how girls. to tell the difference between whether you should say female or women and girls. Okay. Do you sound like a Ferengi? Well, I actually said female once when referring to a female coworker, and then realized I sound like a Ferengi. I meant lady. I'm sorry. And um, See, nobody understood what I was talking about. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I feel what's less. What's more condescending, female or girl? Female. OK. Oh, OK. Oh, Anna didn't answer. Lesson female. learned. See, I thought it would be girl. OK, cool. Now I know. Like in that total Ferengi accent. No, no, yeah, but keep in mind, most people don't know what the hell a Ferengi is, and they don't mean it with the Ferengi meaning. I know. They're not channeling what's his name. I'm lost with the Ferengi. (laughs) Star Trek thing. Oh, gosh. It's the guy from Princess Bride. Never mind. Beside your French lessons, we're also going to put Star Trek (laughs) lessons. He's a female. All right, so let's... (laughs) Best story of the year award? Sure. I think I know the answer to this one. Well, I'm jumping in here because mine was totally different from everybody else's. I thought the best story of the year was the Wintermore Tactics Club. You didn't... Oh, wait, what? Really? Yeah, I that game was great. And the story was one of the strongest points of it. I've never heard of that game. <laughs> it is a little indie <laughs> RPG that is like... um. Uh, what if we took the snowball fight of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and built a whole game around it and made it fun? You lost me at Tactics mm. Advance. 
It's available now on PC and Switch, if, and I think other systems. But tactics yeah. advance. It's thing. cute. You know, only, I have access to judges. the access to the voting forms. That game doesn't appear in yours. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Not wow, for story. I no. feel bad now. Anna, you're so bad at this. I've been thinking about it a lot because, like, yeah. I saw everybody games. put 13 Sentinels. I'm like, no, I liked the story, but also I spent 99% of the game incredibly confused. And I don't think, yeah, that I makes mean, you, d- you didn't vote for that one either, to be fair. You actually picked RFL. Ooh, that has a really good story, too. <laughs> but I still think I liked Winter War Tactics. Any, Alex, can something? I change my vote? No. The story's already out, Anna. I mean, it won't impact it, but so sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody convince me that it should be something else, which will be very easy. No, this game looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, with War Tactical is what I just think is it's one, it's one of the really cool indies that did come out last year. So. It's cute, like aesthetic. Yeah, it won our biggest surprise award for, you know, the actual awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like retweeted it. They were so pleased. I loved it. That's cute. It's nice working with indie companies because they like care. And I know, I, I liked it. I thought that was sweet. All right. But Someone yeah. other than me talk about best. Oh, yeah, got, let's get the one with the most votes out of the way first, which is 13 Sentinels, Aegis Vim. Yeah, I thought it was a crazy good think, story. Yeah, we, we've already mentioned it earlier, but yeah, I. I adored it. I loved it. I, I really liked how it handled all the the non-linear telling of things and how you're basically just learning more about what's going on as you play through it rather than sort of just being on an adventure. So it was definitely a refresh. It was a refreshing sort of RPG to play and sort of story to play. It was interesting how like it, it's not just non-linear, but like every single person who plays it is going to get the story in a different order because you could just play oh. any of uh-huh. the different characters that you wanted starting out. And so, it, yeah, it was that is the difficult thing about like trying to talk about it with someone while they're playing it because you don't know what the heck spoilers are because they could be some totally different place of the game. But it made it a really interesting story to follow along. And it was one of those games that. I'm glad a bunch of people played it because I wanted to see, well, hear like, well, what did you see? Well, what did you find out? You know, it's it's like one of those around the water cooler talk about what you did games, which I love. You know, yeah, and it was such a great year for it, too. It felt like because everyone's so isolated and um, the game just like traps so many different types of like emotional responses. Like there, there are a lot of times where like. Um, you know, I was like really worried about like what was going to happen to the characters, and there I, I don't really connect that much with um, something that's like super genre. And uh, I know I've already kind of squealed about this game earlier, but I just love that the way that it just wore its um, uh, all the different references and like homages just on its sleeve. It just like was such a love letter in a sense too. I just I could talk about this game really fondly for a long time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things it, it feels quite similar to some of the other stuff. And story stuff that I really love, so things like Zero Escape, the Adventure Science series as well, so stuff like Science Gate, it's got those sort of elements that I really enjoy seeing in the stories. And it it just handled them so well. If you didn't handle them well, it would have been a disaster. 
quite easily just because of all the things that could go wrong with those elements as it's handling like the non-linearity or some of the other stuff behind it so yeah it was awesome to see how it handled it excellent um so for best <laughs> for best got? story <laughs> transition <laughs> Um, for best story, I, I try to look at some of the games I played last year, and a lot of them were, you know, games that didn't come out in 2020. Um, so I, I, I went with Brigandine, The Legend of Renercia, as uh, the best story that I played through. Um, it's a little, you know, a strategy RPG, so it's not the most crazy story, but, you know, you got six different uh, armies that you can pick from, and they've all got different, you know, cast of characters, and they all have their own uh, branches and Eventually, you know, they all get their own, you know, they all have their own different storylines that they end up with. So none of them are the same. And, you know, you can kind of recruit people um, to come over and then they have stories with some of your party members. And I I enjoyed, you know, that. And there was a lot of replayability for that game just to to see the different stories from the different um, armies and whatnot. So that's why I chose that for this topic. I apologize in advance for a category that we're going to have later. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Oh, man. So since since I'm one of, I think it's just me and Wheels that have even played Yakuza, I'll I'll speak up for Yakuza. That that game, it was fantastic. I loved Ichiban's story. I was a little, I think it's fair to be slightly nervous after so many games with Kiryu with that they're now like swapping to a totally new character, new cast, but he was great. The story was great. I loved everything about Yakuza Like a Dragon, but the story was fantastic. Agreed. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, maybe it would have won this had I finished it, but I picked Hades. What, what? Because I did not think having a really strong story and a roguelike was something that was really possible. And I was proven wrong by Supergiant. Um, They really did a great job of incorporating all the characters and the story into just, you know, that the whole gameplay loop of dying and retrying and all that. And it really helped make you feel like you're progressing. Even if you were getting nowhere, there was always new story sequences, new interactions with the characters and just, you know, kind of kept you going. And, um, overall the voice acting and, um, some of the intrigue and just the different gods and their motivations and whatnot. It was very interesting. And, um, not at all what I was expecting out of that game. Awesome. That's the f- for for a game that we picked to be the uh, the best RPG of 2020. It, it's kind of surprising that it it's just now showing up as in in one of our lists well, all the these, way down there. These categories are very very specific. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually pretty normal that the podcast Goatee Awards do differ a little bit from the site awards. Right. All right, so what's next? Yes, uh, the winner, oh, the I winner. think, is Thirteen Sentinels. Yeah. Yes, winner Thirteen Sentinels. 
All right. Does now, it have what? that jingle in the game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> they have a jingle, though, right? Yes. I feel it's like... complicated. Yes. All right. <sighs> Moving on. So I can't say what it is. Much like our next category, the You Can't Say That in 2020 Award. All right, Ryan, who's our first nominee? I I just was kind of cringy with the whole Trails of Cold Steel cast that they were okay with the Reen and Elise romantic relationship. Like, no one had a problem with it. <laughs> just di- I just didn't mesh with me. Well, you say, you say this, but we had games about uh, the Greek pantheon here. So, I mean, if, if we're going to complain about incest and you have game, things about the Greek pantheon, then... Mm. <laughs> it's true. Fair. Although Hades goes out, <laughs> although Hades goes out of his way to actually, I think, remove all actual ancestral connections. But it's still. us. <laughs> all right. So yeah, no it, one's. It's, it's still squicky. <laughs> <laughs> so no one thinks the phrase uh, "digital games with a limited release model" is a good idea. Is a bad take. No, that's that's pretty spicy. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what's up with Nintendo and these limited release games. I, don't, I honestly don't know why they think that it's a good idea or what the heck they're going to do about it or if it's just going to be like, surprise, we're going to keep them on, on the eShop. Yeah, but, I don't actually... That's probably... I, I believe they either won't remove them or maybe they'll... I don't know, like with the Mario collection, maybe they'll split it up into three separate purchases now or something. You know, they'll they'll bring it back uh, around Christmas time again. They're like, "Hey, limited again. You need to buy it this time if you missed out the first time." But then I, I don't understand stuff like Fire Emblem that's a limited release. Yeah, that one's weird. Yeah, that that one's very well. It's like an eight dollar digital game. That one's extremely weird to be. Yeah, you know, it's, short time. It's sort of an anti-sale strategy. You're it's leveraging FOMO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I get limiting the collector sets and stuff because those were neat, but you know, very obviously, probably cost a lot to make. But I, I don't understand what they lose for keeping a game on the eShop. Uh, nothing, but you know, like they're trying to get those sales into the physical. Yeah, physical, yeah, it's uh, less. There's probably not that much for them to lose anyway, so they're just trying to see what they if they can actually gain anything from doing it. Yeah, well, it, it's still it, a bad idea. Anyone else? Well, well, gaming asked us asked us a question this year. There was an RPG question, and they asked, "Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon?" And and the answer is yes. Yes, it is a bad idea to pick up girls. <laughs> I got that for Christmas. I still yeah. yeah. There's gonna there's gonna be a lot more of these sorts of questions as more light novel series turn into animes and then turn into games. Yeah, I mean for me I'm like, how are we still getting more OO games in twenty twenty? Oh gee. I'll tell you, man, it all started with Honey Pop. Honey Pop two is out now. Yeah. I yeah, but honey, I feel yeah. like Honey Pop was the Honey Pop was the steam floodgate. 
Well, no, this is more the, uh, it's, there's not really the, it's not really the same thing. It's just, it's the whole um, Isekai genre. Oh. That one. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot more where that came from. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone else want to throw one into the ring? Uh, I couldn't think of anything, so I just threw uh, the printing games out there because I'm sure there's something bad in there and they re released <laughs> on Switch last year. Hey, I only bought that to get my uh, Nanobot printing. Hey, I, I no judgment here because I did too. Ooh, <laughs> Nanobot printing. What's that? It's basically like a mini Lego printing. Oh, that's cool. Yes, it is cool. um, very unstable, though, because they put it on the little uh, printy stilts. So I'm always knocking it over and breaking it. <laughs> it does it blow up when it falls? Uh, <laughs> no, which I'm glad because I knock it over all the time. I eventually just took the stilts <laughs> off of it and just set it on the base. All right. We got to pick a winner. What can't we say in 2020? I'm I'm kind of with Kelly. Digital games with a limited release model is a good idea. Is yeah. pretty dumb. I don't like yeah. And I don't want it to be a precedent. No, there's there's no reason to keep take those off the store. All right, Chris, All right. our winner is digital games with a limited release model is a good idea. All right, and we we know who's going to win this category, but let's talk about the biggest bonehead move of 2020. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Spoilers! Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, Alex, talk to us about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, well, I'm not... It's a weird one, because not... there's a bit of uh, cleverness involved in part of it, just to help, but it is obviously the release debacle. I'm not sure how much you guys have talked about it earlier in the show, but get on to it. But that whole the whole thing about the PC versus the console releases when it it clearly wasn't at all ready for console release. Whether it was ready for PC release, yeah, maybe just about. I think you can you can probably get away with it. Especially as PCs more flexible and I think there's there's somewhat more of a expectation if you've just got a PC release that it could be buggy. But yeah, but I mean, the cleverness of it was they managed to ensure that they had as many sales as they possibly could have at launch. It's just that after that, there were a lot of returns. I think, <laughs> yeah, they had, they had delayed it so many times before and, you know, they released a game that was buggy as all hell why not just keep delaying it until it was ready to you know be shipped out like people were already expecting it to you know never come out so just delay it until it was ready instead of just you know putting it out when it was that they released it and you know we got this dumpster fire of a game yeah, well a lot of it is i think there's a lot of share shareholder issues was a large part of that it was a Taking the risky, the risky strategy of thinking, yeah, we we think we can make the success, and then just not not doing it. So they tried, the, they did the risky strategy, and it didn't really work. But yeah, it 
was the wrong choice in the end, I, I think we can safely say. All right. Yeah, I don't think they'd do it again if they had the choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, but hindsight is always twenty twenty. I mean, the the important part of running a company and putting out a product is knowing when it doesn't work. Yeah, and it, they failed it's at worth that noting one. how, yeah, it's them getting bigger than I think they were ready for at the time, just because of the way the which which works. They'd always had the, well, we can do the PC one first and then put it on consoles afterwards. Stuff like that is what they've always done. This is like the first time they've actually done the simultaneous PC and console launch, and they clearly weren't ready for what that entailed. Well, and I think the thing that sort of made it worse is like, only a few months before, or maybe it was more than a few months before, because 2020 lasted 1,800 months, The Witcher 3 came out on Switch, and The Witcher 3 runs super good on the Switch in, like, ways that nobody expected it to run really good. It, it's, like, one of the only big, big releases that are on, like, the other major consoles that actually run at 60 FPS on Switch. Uh, it doesn't run at 60 I thought it did. No, 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 not even close. Um, Doom bad. runs at 60. But, oh, okay, uh, that's it. Witcher runs better than you expected it to, especially given how bad other ports have gone. Yes. I'll say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing that was here, in the, which you could tell was always the the danger flag, as we mentioned before, is what, the way that uh, the console codes didn't come out until launch, which was which was the sort of, the flag on, on our end when you sort of hear that, okay, we've got codes for PC now, but they've come out a week before launch. There was always a question. It was always like, sort of, we're not sure if we're getting codes or not. And it sort of felt like a bit of, is it either you're not big enough to get codes or we don't have codes and that's going to be a problem? Yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell when you're like that loyalty size site like RB Gamer because when someone says to us we don't have codes, it could either be uh uh-oh or it could be legitimately they've run through the amount of codes that they have have gotten as a PR agency and they actually don't have more codes. Yeah, and especially for something like Cyberpunk where we are going to be lower down on the priority list. Right. All right. So the winner is the trash fire known as Cyberpunk. Congrats! Yay! Yay! Wait. <laughs> Yay! All right, wheels. Uh, it's your award. You're actually on for it. The everyone else or wheels is wrong award. The RPG that you can't believe people like or dislike. Also, most reviewed game in hopes you'd believe us and buy it. This reward has been getting more titles added to it as the years go on. <laughs> <laughs> So I put The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 because I feel like what? no one loves it as much as I do. What? But also, I'm... What site I'm, do you work at? Are you talking... Are because you everybody me? here likes it, but not as yeah. much as I do. Okay. I'll, and it's entirely I'll correct probably, for the voting. I'll probably love it that much when I get through the other three games. I, I just think that it needed to be better streamlined. Yeah. I, I think I might have enjoyed it more had I not played seven trails games in a year and <laughs> just, 
<laughs> Too much trails. Yeah. <laughs> that is a trails overload. But I'm actually kind of going to hitch my wagon to Josh because Sakura Wars was way better than people gave it credit for. I, I mean, it's one of those games I, I had a trouble kind of figuring out. Like, I just absolutely loved. I understand other people who don't like it. Um, but it's just like this this wonderful little game that was colorful and fun and lighthearted and i i just really needed that this year 2020 was so bleak otherwise for all kinds of reasons it was good to have this fun lighthearted game josh loved it so much that he sent me his copy because he got the review code so he sent me his actual copy i need to get around to that game at some point well, the nice thing is, is it's really easy to pick uh, up and put down. You can play it in small chunks and oh. it's not overly long. Yeah. So the oh, way good. that Sakura Wars is set okay. up is it's like episodes of anime. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I may just fire it up then. It would be better as an anime. I it is an anime. It. I watched her play this. No, the anime is a sequel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, right. I don't know. Anna, you might be wrong on this. No, I'm right about this. Chris's problem with me liking this game, and I think with Josh liking this game, is just Chris thinks you can only like games that are extremely good. And like you should only recommend games that are four and a half out of five stars or better. Because why would you spend life playing terrible games? But I am of the opinion that there are lots of games that are in that two and a half to three and a half category that are painfully, harmlessly average and are still fun and worth playing. I was going to say, like, look at me and Disgaea. Those are mediocre as hell, and I can't get enough of them. (gasps) I think you just gave Wheels a heart attack. (laughs) No, well, five is terrible, but other than five... Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, like there are like Schindler's List is an amazing movie. It's not something you want to sit down and watch every Friday night because it's just it's heavy. What are you and talking about? That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you're just in a mood like, hey, I want something light and silly and fun. And 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 uh, like Schindler's Sacro List. Wars kind of no, falls Chris, into that no. thing for me. <laughs> All right. Who else? Who else loves a game? So I haven't played uh, Sakura Wars, but I own it. So I'm looking forward to playing it now. <laughs> Yay! Two more converts. I um, don't love a game, but I do dislike one. I, I, I don't get Brigadine. <laughs> you two can fight now. Yes, I, I'm sorry, Ryan. I, I tried to... I booted up the demo and I tried to like it and I just thought I couldn't get into it. I thought that it was boring. In uh, Brigandine's defense, it was ugly. The, yeah, I, the Brigandine demo is shit. Okay, well then, once again, why put out a why do companies put out crap demos if they want us to buy their game? Well, sometimes they know. do. That demo just made me mad because I'm like, this game is so much better than its demo. This demo is boring and slow and over explains things and doesn't let me do the things that I want to do that are interesting. That said, did you finish two or did you only play one? Brigandine? Anna. Wasn't that a Brigandine one and two package or no? No. 
Oh, no. that's Langrisser you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked Langrisser. <laughs> and I played both Langrisser games. I like Langrisser, too. I like Wait, did I just make Langrisser win this category? No, oh. because we're not <laughs> no. talking about Langrisser. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for a game that everyone likes that I, I disliked, I'm going to mention Final Fantasy VII Remake. And... Uh, <gasps> <laughs> snooze, snooze. Yeah. Um, shame. Shame. Um, so I, I'll just mention uh, some of the things that I didn't like. Uh, the, the additional characters, uh, like Roach, did not like his cartoony, dorky self. Like he, every scene that he was in just uh, upset me. I didn't really like the Leslie character. I felt I just didn't get attached to any of his side story. Didn't care about any of anything that that he did and then there's, there's this other character that they added in to this part of the game that wasn't in the original final fantasy 7 um oh yeah his name was sephiroth i hated everything <laughs> I about sephiroth in this game i couldn't stand whenever he showed up and started to spoil the the plots of later events to cloud and the cast i just i he's one of my most disliked characters of all time and then they just shoehorned him in this game and it Mm. Probably made me dislike this game more than it should have. Shoehorned, yeah. shoehorned. I mean, it's. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense thematically because Cloud already has so many issues with Sephiroth. I mean, that just in the in the PlayStation One version, they could never really bring those to light. But in this I mean, game, I mean, Sephiroth's hanging over him from the minute he wakes up from whatever happens to him with I, Zach. I mean, the remake is ba- is really kind of a sequel without saying too many spoilers to the original game in a lot of ways i just it just didn't do anything for me i just i just didn't like any scene he was in and he was in so many scenes and he was just acting like a a cloud groupie and it was just creepy and i I just didn't didn't like it (laughs) i hate this band then why do you follow them around shut up (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, I get it. I understand why people wouldn't like it. I certainly understand why people would think that Sephiroth was an unneeded, unnecessary addition. Uh, as a fangirl, I just kind of hate that crap up. But I'm we've not, also established that I'm a Final Fantasy stand, so. I'm not even, so like I said, I, 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 just I was image. not even the biggest FF7 fan, and I ate all of this stuff up. I just have this image of Sephiroth showing up to a Cloud concert wearing a Genova t-shirt and being all like, yeah, this band sucks, man. I think, too, if you're not if you're not someone who's played the game or like really deeply familiar with it, uh, and you only have a passing familiarity with the series, um, I think that those Sephiroth instances could, pro- could probably could have been effective. I think it's hard because we all have... Um, you know, our own deeply rooted experiences in the game, I think, for the most part. But the music was good, so that's a plus. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Genova does rock. You're right. <laughs> All right, Alex, I need to know why you put Wheels choosing Hades. <laughs> do I need well, to do mine first? To Wheels yeah, does his first. You're right. All right, Wheels, why did you choose Hades? Because people don't love Hades enough. <laughs> Um, didn't we give it our Game of the Year award? <laughs> yeah, this is why these no one Some, disliked Hades. There, I'm sh- <laughs> no one is wrong. There's got to be someone out there who doesn't 
like it. And, <laughs> and my picking of this Wheels is found a way to mess up his own <laughs> award category. Good job, Wheels. It needs to win uh, RPG of the Year two years in a row for uh, it to I get mean, the recognition it deserves. The real answer to this, honestly, is Origami King because that game rules and I people hating on Paper Mario is wrong. Every Paper Mario game is good. That's there a game said it. whose story is better than its gameplay. I disagree. I think, I think the problem with Paper Mario is that despite it being like six games ago, people still want another thousand year door. And because that's it's not amazing. That's not where the series is anymore, and people have to get over it and find yes. the indies like Bug Fables that are like that. Yeah, game. but then yes. they relegated us Agreed. to Mario and Luigi hell. And then they canceled the company that makes those. So, like, what are we supposed to do now, Anna? What are we supposed to do now? What Stop you guys projecting onto RPG. the series that isn't an RPG series yeah, anymore. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I want um, Super Mario RPG 2 proper. I said it. No one smash. That's one person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gain followers for, for this statement. Yeah, I'm sure I will. All right, we I have thought to pick we were a doing more. we got to pick a winner. No, you got to let Alex talk. Oh, okay, Alex. Tell him what. He already did. It was yeah. very clear. Nobody else okay. chose. Nobody hated it. <laughs> Good point. So so then change my answer to Origami King right, officially. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with him on Paper yeah, this, Mario. This doesn't work because Wheel's opinion is shared by other people. It's not supposed to be how this works. Well, that's the thing. Everyone always thinks I'm this guy that love that loves all weird, games. terrible yeah. RPGs, but yeah. I also I also love all the games most people like. Yeah. <laughs> You're but like me in that you have that. you have a you have a hard time finding fault in games, don't you? Uh, well, that depends. Wills is not a reviewer. Oh, yeah. well, uh, Wills does find faults. It's just <laughs> yeah, just just find my review of Mugen Souls. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while you or get this guy at five. <laughs> but I thought that's why we had similar taste because we both managed to find enjoyment and stuff that most people just don't enjoy. I think so. Maybe not in the same ways. Like I am very much about the mechanics of a game. So even mm-hmm. if like the story is boring, if there's like an interesting combat system or some sort of interesting mechanic, yeah. like I'm always I'm always interested in games that try something different. I guess that's why I've, I the, you know the biggest I, example would probably be Natural Doctrine. Yes, which is one uh, that I absolutely love, but I can. <laughs> Completely understand why Wheels likes it because that has such a unique battle system. So oh, I yeah. think what this we've learned is would like. the winner of this category is Wheels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, there we go. I mean, cool. it's the Wheels category. Yeah, How can he true. not win it? Yeah, he's on. He's got to win. All right. Cool. It's going to be hard to reconcile otherwise. So I'm glad all right. we all agree. All right. Time for the main event. Best overall RPG. And everyone picked. Games that are in the top five from our Game of the Year voting. So that's good that those things line up. All right, let me read for you the nominees so everyone knows going into this. Worst off from Alex, we have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. From Ryan, we have Trials of Mana. 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 However. Wheels. All of the above. Picked Hades. Josh picked Yakuza Like a Dragon. Final uh, Paul picked Final Fantasy VII Remake. Kelly. Um, wait. 
<laughs> Kelly can't I decide mean, between Seven Remake and Thirteen Sentinels. And Anna Marie doesn't want to vote because she doesn't want to break the streak of it I all love being stuff. All of my children equally. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with my heart and say Final Fantasy all Seven right. Remake. I just think that's a great move. That game did really oh, resonate with me in a way that games usually don't. Do I have to talk about it again? Yeah. No, I I get it. No, it's the category. We gotta someone's gotta make the argument. Yeah, Winter, I mean one, all around one it's game got the, the whole package. Yeah. The whole package, you guys. It's got great graphics, it's got great storyline, it's decently paced, there's plenty of extra things to do. Um, it takes uh, a beloved treasured game from generations ago and updates it um, for a new era. So you're talking about Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine, you can copy-paste it. I'm fine. Because, <laughs> Josh, right, isn't yeah. that what that did? Come on. Yeah, that was about, that's, that's what I was exactly about You can play. copy like, my yeah. homework, but make sure you make it a little bit your own. I feel like Yakuza's got you beat here. It's It did all that, and no one expected it. Oh, wait, no one expected 7 to be good either. So... Hmm. I think that because the overall expectation is that 7 was going to be a failure, I think the fact that it was, um, at the very least, uh, a success, if not a critical smash, then I think that it should have been a category. Yakuza being an RPG instead of a beat-em-up? Come on! No no one thought Yakuza Like a Dragon existed when it was shown. Even when they showed it! (laughs) It's like, oh, that's an April Fool's joke. (laughs) Nope. I, I didn't think seven was going to be a failure, but I definitely thought seven was going to um, not live up to expectations. And when it did live up to expectations and more, it just made me, it just ticked all my boxes. I feel yeah. like the expectation that seven couldn't live up to the hype was kind of a sight thing. And like, as soon as you got outside of hobbyist journalists, everybody was like, I am there. It's going to be amazing. I'm oh, going to love this but game. Those people yes. are more wrong than wheels. What are you talking about? We don't listen to those people in it. I mean, it, was always so, it was always sort of a both sides and that you didn't want to get hyped up just in case. I, I mean, Anna, I, I love you guys, but when I was a listener and not a podcaster, I used to get so riled up when you guys would talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, because you'd both be, everyone on the podcast would be just like, rawr, there's no way it's going to happen, and it's not going to be good. And here we are to say New Year, New You, because it yeah. was great. So let me yes. talk about Trials of Mana, yeah! a remake that is, it is actually a good remake. Um, oh. It actually oh. finishes the story it's it recreates everything from the original game and makes it better and puts it in a 3D world. It's it takes everything from uh, the original Seiken Densetsu three, and it just makes it, it it just adds so much flavor and changes the battle system to a little bit more enjoyable style. All the characters are fun to play with, and it's it's short enough that you don't get bogged down with it, but you have multiple players or, or characters so you can play uh, replay it multiple times. And it's got a wonderful uh, soundtrack, and it's just a it's just a, a swell game. I'm actually gonna hang my plus one on Trials of Mana because Ooh. here here is here Thank is sort you, of the way that I think about Jan. it. Jan. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way that I think about it is, I got Collection of Mana, and I played Final Fantasy Adventure, and I five hour rolled it because I'm like, all right, I'm getting bored of this game, and then I played Secret of Mana. 
and I five hour ruled it because I'm like, this gameplay is slow and I just don't have patience for this crap anymore. And I want to move more than four directions. <laughs> so I five hour ruled that. And then I played Trials of Mana in the collection of Mana. So like the old Super Nintendo version. And the only reason I five hour ruled it is because I was like, this is going to be amazing when I play it in the remake. Why am I not just playing the remake? And I immediately bought the remake. And I played it. Well, you and should have played it. both fully so you could compare and contrast. No, the remake's awesome. I thought you got pretty far in the first one, actually. In the original. In... Were, yeah, in Trials. No. You were doing that whole wind thing that you had me help you with. No, that was okay. in the new one. No, it was 2D. I remember this. It was on your Switch. Mm, I got pretty far in Final Fantasy Adventure. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. It was really good. I liked it. I played it a lot. So, Alex, sell us on 13 Sentinels' best overall RPG. Well, I mean, this will be largely just a repeat of the story stuff, because that's basically what the main draw of 13 Sentinels each film is. It's, It's that story. It's that unique way of telling it that's different from, I think, almost any other RPG from the past few years. That just really makes it stand out. Combined with the visual, the visual style is fantastic. The audio is brilliant throughout. But yeah, it's that story that really makes it, and that storytelling that's one of the absolute highlights from this year and the past few years for just the narrative side of RPGs. The one, the one thing area that is a bit weaker than all the others might is the is the gameplay, but it's still perfectly enjoyable and it's not as a sort of ingrained part of the game so it's just basically that narrative thing just really makes it stand out above the others for me is there a uh, preferred console to play 13 sentinels on there is only one console to play it oh. <laughs> well, there, well then there, <laughs> there you go so yes <laughs> <laughs> your playstation well, 4 well, no, you can console. play on. Well, you can play on PlayStation Five now. Yeah, so you know, dig out that PS Five you got, right? Yeah, depending on how much you hate uh, a few seconds of loading. Go play at uh, Josh's <laughs> house. Scotty can give you mean, tips. To, to be honest, like the only thing that's keeping Thirteen Sentinels from being at the top of my list is that that the gameplay and the story are so um, incohesive. I, I don't like how separate they are. So, you and know, that's, that's interesting you bring that up because there's a game that did a really good job of integrating both story and gameplay. Don't you think, Wheels? Uh, I would agree. And that game is Hades. Interesting. Which you joke I'm always wrong. And my pick was what the site picked. Hmm. 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 I see, I see yes. There's a new dawn coming for Wheels. <laughs> Yes, Hades does a brilliant job of mixing roguelike gameplay with story, which is, again, like I said before, is not something that's really been done well. I mean, what is there, or, three million lines of dialogue in that game? It never stops. There's it's a always ton, something yeah. relevant to whatever you just did or happened to you. Even I after mean, you roll, roll credits, you can keep playing, and there's still a new dialogue and story you can run into. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't play Hades, so I, I'm going to have to take your word for it. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot. Yeah, it's 
it's great and the gameplay is fantastic as well it's just kind of your base it's got like a nice base of simple um action rpg mechanics you've got like a dodge roll you've got like a normal attack and like a special attack that are different with each of the weapons in the games and there's all sorts of upgrades you can do on each run to try and you know get a really powerful build and get a successful run in and it's it's just a hell of a lot of fun to play and um you know there is a point where roll credits so although a lot of these games you know and this one is no different you can keep playing it after you roll credits if you want to but if you're in it for the main story there's like a definitive end point where you can you know just you know bounce off when you're done and get a nice complete story so it's it's really really good and uh it kept me it pulled me away from literally every other game i was playing as soon as i started playing it i i bought mine in that huge uh nintendo sale at the end of the year where i was buying gift cards and just going crazy buying games so it's on my list of stuff to play and it sounds awesome it's really good and I mean, there's still a lot I can do in it. There's some weapons I haven't even tried. There's like, uh, like a final version of each of the weapons you can unlock. Uh, there's more dialogue I could, you know, get you, through. You and can pet the Cerberus. There's a lot. You can pet yes. Cerberus, yes. Yeah, Medusa is a floating anime gorgon head who's amazing. <laughs> She's hilarious. It's got uh, a lot of I mean, character. It's got a yeah, lot of good it's, story, good character, the good art music, style is great. The music is fantastic. It doesn't overstay your welcome. If you know, there's a point where you just want to, you feel like you're done. It's it's the complete package, and uh, I would even go as far as to say it's the best roguelike ever. All right, so it's really good. As Didn't it come old, out in 2019? Listen, you. That was early access. <laughs> Not, <laughs> it released in count. 2020. <laughs> also Not, not eligible on... awards in 2019. It was only eligible in 2020. And that's when all the story showed up. All that story wasn't in it originally, right? So at least all of it. And that's relevant to it. So no. Shush. All right. So I'm going to vote Hades because it's the only one of those games I've played. And I want to let you know where that leaves us. We've got two votes for Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have two votes for Trials of Mana. We have one vote for 13 Sentinels and two votes for Hades. Well, Kelly also voted for 13 Sentinels. So we can say the the real loser was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, (laughs) shit. Yakuza. I forgot Yakuza. Yakuza. Yeah, I only have one vote, though. Okay, so we need some people to move some votes around if we're going to have a winner, though. Mm. Okay, well, it has to be me and Josh in that case, because we're the ones with... With, with movable votes, yeah. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. the second Hades. person who did trials? I thought two people did trials. Me. Anna. Anna and Ryan. Yeah, okay, good. And it's okay Which... if someone's on one of the two games, you can still move your vote. That's okay, we could be here all night. <laughs> I mean, if I if I were to move, I'd move to Final Fantasy VII Remake. And we don't have to go by majority; we just have to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> so pick Hades. Well, I say pick Hades. It's what the site picked. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's that's kind of a cop out, right? So what do we want to pick? Well, the, pick out of this pick podcast. Hades, or you're going to make Cerberus cry? Oh, don't make Cerberus cry. I mean, these are all good games. Yeah, and you want to really <laughs> give everyone a, a large participation trophy for even showing up. These are amazing. It was a year where we needed you, and you showed up. You were there for us. Thank you all. Can we just make the winner an amalgamation of all these games? Um, Final Fantasy Trials of Mana, the 13th remake of Hades. Like Trials, <laughs> Trials of Hades 7 remake. Like a Hades. Like a Hades. 13, 13 Hades of Mana, Like a Dragon remake. Mm. There you go. No, I don't like that one. That one just feels icky <laughs> to me. Honestly, yeah. like a uh, this remake. is probably going to end up coming down to the winner is us because there were a lot of good games. Oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, We've 2020 yeah. had good games in it. So, yeah, 2020, what a great us. year 2020 was, wasn't it? <laughs> no, the year was a dumpster fire. The game, I mean, the game selection was swag. It was, it was also good for sports if you were a Florida fan. Sports ball. Oh, goodness. Oh, we we got to pick one. We got to pick one. We got to pick one. Is it going to be seven? A lot of good talk about seven on this show today. Is it going to be trials? I don't think so. Um, based no, on I, the amount of talk, yeah, um, 13, I think it's either going to be seven remake or lad thirteen sentinels. Is that going to pull it out? Are people no. going to say it's better than Hades or or um, remake? No. Okay. All right. Can we say tie seven Hades. remake Hades. and Hades? Uh, no, I'm cool with that. No, no ties. I think it's. No, I think it's probably Hades, Hades to be honest. Yeah, I say so, Hades. So if we're down to Yakuza, Hades, and Remake, are we dropping Yakuza? Everyone just said Hades. Give yeah. it to Hades. I want to. Okay, <laughs> now, it's Seven Remake or Hades. I want to. I want to make sure people are picking Hades over Seven Remake. Is that the general feel? I Alex? didn't play yeah. either of them. And Is that your feeling, you. ha- Alex? Yeah, I didn't play Hades. What but about you, I think Ryan? It's more deserving. Yeah, I'm okay with that. What about you, Wheels? <laughs> Hades, Hades. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Once again, I didn't play Hades, but like it, it's the more unique of the two. Okay. Like, so you're you know. okay with going Hades over Seven yeah. Remake? Okay. And what about you, Paul? Fine. Ah, finally some <laughs> resistance. Fine. What about you, Kelly? <laughs> I I can't say because I didn't play Hades. But are you okay with us picking one over the other? I'm okay with Based you picking on the it. Arguments I just that have been made. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with you picking it. I just right. don't. I can't honestly agree because I didn't play it. But grudgingly, Hades. Yeah. That's the winner. So that we got two objectors. <laughs> I hmm. I feel like I want to push for seven remake just because I'm feeling bad for it now. But I guess we got to go with Hades, ladies and no gentlemen. Crush. Your overall RPG of the Game of the Year podcast, Hades. All right. Good job, Wheels. You got your baby. <laughs> if now? you weren't here, it wouldn't have won. I guarantee you. <laughs> and now we get into our predictions. Remember that we're going to read these next year. What hey, game? I did good last year, so. So, I'm what game do you think will be best in 2021? Alex is already hedging his bets by putting out two games Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker, and Persona 5 Strikers. Pick one. Yep. You pick that's one. That's not a game, that's an expansion. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the last us. expansion won our game of the year. These, they're, they're, these expansions are pretty amazing, dude. <laughs> they're they're yeah. entire single player RPGs in them. Well, I mean, the second one I've already played, so. Oh, well. It, it, <laughs> the, the, there's a debate as to whether it's cheating or not without predicting it, because I already know how good it is. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to say that at this point? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the yeah, embargo's yeah. lifted. All right. Yeah, it was last week. 
All right. Ryan, you're saying Near Replicant, which is a remake oh, yeah. of Near Gestalt, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, that was yeah. one of my favorite games of all time. So as long as they don't mess anything up, it's going to be one of my favorite games Ooh, of the year. Although I have heard some of the they? new um, soundtrack, and I'm kind of worried it's going to it's not going to hit the same emotional beats as the original because they're changing it up. Oh, really? Well, I mean, with this guy, he could change the entire story of the game, and it would not be out of the realm of possibility, could right? Love me some Yoko Taro. Yeah, right. we'll we'll see what he <laughs> adds. We'll that. see what he adds to it. <laughs> All right, um, Wheels Monster Hunter Rise. Correct. I am shocked by good. this choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've already played the demo. It rules. That I think it'll be pretty roll. good, but I don't know. Game of, best game of the year? It'll be Wheels' yeah. game of the year. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Most likely. Josh, Horizon Forbidden West. That's yeah. the uh, That's Horizon... Uh, uh, Dawn sequel. Horizon sequel Dawn. Yeah. Horizon, <laughs> yeah. Horizon 1 Dawn. Right. Because the first let, one was let, Let's get a next-gen game on there. Or current-gen game on there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, Kelly says Sin Megami Tensei 5, which is laughable because it won't be out this year, but all right. (laughs) I'm holding out hope. I think think SMT 5 is more likely than Final Fantasy 16. We we might get another trailer this year. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about that later now. All right. I'm going to take the easy way out with Endwalker. Um, Anna Marie, what do you think? Bravely Default 2? Okay. You don't sound See, confident. Well, the reason why I put a question mark next to it and in my tone is like people don't forget. People forget really good games that come out near the start of the year in awards. Mm-hmm. That's true. But we're already in February, so it's, it's fine. But like, no, I mean, the closer something is to the beginning of a year, the less it gets love in the awards. Yeah, all right. And like, we're not the only site that has this problem. Everybody complains yeah. about this with Giant Bomb every year. Yeah. Well, every it's a natural site human every thing. Year. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm reluctant to put Bravely Default on my list just because the first one was so good at the beginning and then tanked so hard at the end, and then I barely remember Bravely Second. Yeah, I'm I'm on that same boat. It it was so much fun at at the start, but then it got so repetitive, and the the story just didn't keep me uh, attached and yeah i'd stop playing it prediction i hope it's it's too good i hope it's good most overhyped of 2021 is our next category what do you think won't live up to the expectations in 2021 um tales of arise tales of arise says kelly the past couple of tales games i've been kind of disappointed with I don't even think it's going to come out this, this next this year. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I put Elden Ring, which I both don't expect to come out, and <laughs> if it does, I think it's going to be terribly disappointing because, like, we have people on our Discord that talk about this, like the next coming of Jesus, like it's about to, you know, reach down and give everybody kind of like, uh, kind of like they talked about Cyberpunk, huh? Not. Uh, wow actually yeah just saying oh my actually this one might be good though (laughs) because it's from come on i just there is so much hype coming into this game i just don't see how it can live up to it (laughs) ryan picked monster hunter rise yep i don't get it (laughs) why must you wound me so (laughs) 
<laughs> I I've tried the Monster Hunter game on the PlayStation Four, and it's no, that one I just isn't, don't isn't well. I have a lot of problems with World actually. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it was I just don't that recommend game. it. <laughs> I disagree. Maybe I'll give this so demo hard a try. on that. If you don't like World, you're not going to like any Monster Hunter. I totally, totally disagree. Oh my god! And I'm not saying World is is bad. It's just it's not so much near more approachable best. for like a normal human. It is, but and that like, doesn't mean that it's should be better. your gateway. And if you can't even get into the gateway, I don't know what you can do. That's I can't see. Th- you you remember you're talking to someone who's that was not in their gateway. That yeah. was like my eighth monster And that's hunter. fine. But like I'm saying for Ryan though, if he's not going to be in the world at all, and then like expecting him to get into one that's closer to the traditionals, ah. No, that's it's it's definitely not closer to the traditional side. I, totally I don't think just, it's going to be like wild world though. There's already a demo out, and it is it is like world. All right, well, I'll, I'll give it's like a, demo a mix. A try. If you it's run a mix by, of the two. okay, let me. The, I, we can answer this really quickly. Okay, can you gather things by just tapping the button as you run by them. Yes. Okay, it's like world. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's like it's like world, but bringing in a lot of. The feel of the older games. That's, it's, that's it's how way you can tell like, what sort of game they're going for. Is how they do the gathering. <laughs> All right. No, then they are not going back to the weird tedium of the older games. This is this is uh, taking all the good parts of world. When you, when you tell me you don't like ex- world, I feel like that's what you want. So. No, 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 no. It, it would take too. I'm not going to waste our time going into why I don't like world, but that's not why. Okay. Paul and Wheels have decided that Anna Marie is wrong and Disney <laughs> Default 2 will be the most overhyped game of 2021. How does that work? I never got the love for the originals. I think they suck. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that changing for this one. It was because they came out when Final Fantasy was sort of sucking and it was people's kind of shot. Or it, it was helping state that taste for a traditional turn-based RPG. Well, I mean, look, keep in mind right now, the only thing good about Final Fantasy is 14 at the moment, because 16 is just a trailer. Yeah. So I feel I'm like not, we're still I mean, in the same situation, like, is all I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, we sort of are. People are interested in it just because it's that sort of RPG, and there's not that many of them about. I'm not sure how much it's actually overhyped at the moment because people are largely treating it with the knowledge of what the previous two games did so they're sort of they're yeah, very much excited for that type of game but a bit hesitant about what it's going to do that way yeah oh sorry no, I'm um, now. <laughs> i was gonna say and the devs you know took all the uh all, all the notes that people gave them and you know they changed it up and and gave us a new demo of of you know some of the uh the gameplay changes so you know, maybe they heard the fans okay. and, and decided, you know, to, to give us what we want. I don't know. Maybe it'll you be mean good. Maybe Octopath Traveler Two. <laughs> uh, isn't that what the fans want? <laughs> I mean, I would I wouldn't mind an Octopath Traveler Two. Okay. There is an uh, Octopath Traveler Two, but it's a mobile game. No, stop. I mean, stop. I don't get me wrong. I liked Octopath, but it needed some work done to it. It was like, way too so grindy. So a sequel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Kelly, what's what's up with Tales of Arise? Why is it going to suck? 
because it's been in development for forever and I just haven't really liked a lot of the newer Trails games. Um, I feel like the last good one was Zillia 2. Ooh, I like Zillia 2. Didn't people like Bursitis? People, people did it, and it, for me, it was okay, but it wasn't like nearly as good as uh, Zillia Two. Okay. And Zillia Two, I couldn't put down. Do you have to play Exilia before Zillia Two? Is it are they connected it's, in a serious way? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would suggest playing the first one. Whereas you don't suggest playing. Zestiria before Basarius. Oh my god, never throw a Zestiria away. And... Yeah, Zestiria was a turd. I'm baiting him because I was on his stream. Zestiria was, was worth this. it for the yeah. Zestiria was worth it for the one disc of the soundtrack that um, Koshina composed. Mm. <laughs> Alright. Alex, you've picked one that I think if it comes out this year you might be right, but there's really no way that's coming out this, coming year. Out this year. Diablo 4. Yeah, I I don't know where you're saying that's. I guess BlizzCon is what next week we'll find out, but uh, I doubt that so much. I don't know. I, I just picked it. I don't care about it. If they push it out this year, <laughs> I think that will mean it was rushed, and yeah, it will be pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a fair shake, but it feels like they're saying that they're trying Holy, to go back to the two formula. It's gonna be so dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be so dark. It's, it's dark. And it's real dark. What made, three, what made three so fun was that it was like more of an action game. Hey, you two's, know, two's still an amazing game. I, I'm not <laughs> a, opposed to the two formula. I just think if, they're the, if their mission statement for Diablo 4 is it's going to be dark, they're not quite getting it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I like two, but boy, it was hard to go back to a game like two after three came out. Yeah. Three was my first uh, entry into the Diablo series, and I enjoyed the heck out of the third game. But I, I've seen the videos of one and two, and was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I could do that." It I mean, seems so I mean, slow have and... you ever tried Path of Exile? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> that, that's I your tried... modern two. <laughs> it's uh, it's in... going. I tried going back to Torchlight two after playing Diablo three. You know, and th- you know, I liked Torchlight, and it was just too slow in plotting. But your mileage may vary. This, this, this yeah, is me see, I, I know people who won't touch Diablo three anymore and would much rather play D- Torchlight two. And, I'm and not one fine. of them, but I, <laughs> I've seen that position. That's why it's great to have multiple games out for different folks. It just, True enough. I like the action of three so much. Mm. And let's see, is that everyone? Um, oh, I have to. Pick well, one. I put in oh, mine. Josh, for... yeah, what's up with that? Taking a, a fan favorite. Yeah, the 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 Neo, the world ends with you. I just yeah. think that that's a game that people have been wanting a sequel to for what, like twelve years, thirteen years, whatever. It's and been. it's almost inevitably not going to live up to that kind of that kind of uh, desire, fan desire. I can see that. I can totally see that. Trying to come go through a list quickly and pick what's going to be bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't prep for this. Uh, can I say disguise six? Or are y'all going to jump on my throat? Uh, let's see. No, no. You don't even like disguise to begin with. I do like disguise games actually. That's serious. Yeah, head he downhill. he played the first what four? I've played yeah the first four. Yes. I, the, the way the, you the problem don't is I, I hit a I hit a road bump 
because I can't get myself to play two DS and I can't get myself to play five well, until I play two DS or DS two. Two two DS was garbage. I know it, it was, but I glorified DLC. Listen, Kelly, I played Infinite. All right, I I'm used to playing bad Disgaea games. I I can do it. It's just, I guess I didn't play the printy games, so that's some. Good choice. <laughs> I tried them, and I did that. I five hour ruled the first one. That's for sure. It's an, I'm surprised you made it that far. I don't think I did. I said. <laughs> um. Oh, Fantasy Star Online two. That's gonna be my pick. Yep, that ain't gonna live up to the hype. And you're gonna be Isn't like, it already what? out? <laughs> it's already I out. Mean, no, the new Genesis. Uh, they're new doing Genesis, a new one. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Chris, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> I'm going to be excited when that finally hits and I'm going to be like, yeah, this is still the same game. It's <laughs> what I expect to see. So. And honestly, I'm playing so many more MMOs than anything else. I figure that's that's the sort of genre I should stick to here for this. Alright. So, least likely to come out in 2021. We've been dancing around it in the last two categories. But what game, for sure, isn't going to be released, no matter what they say? Alex, come on. Final Fantasy 16. Did anyone think uh, it's coming out this year? No, there are a load of fans who are claiming that it will be, and yeah, no, there's no chance yeah. it's going to be. It, as Anna's going to say, it's it's a cheat answer. There's no way that, if nothing else, Naoki Yoshida is going to be able to push out both Endwalker and 16 oh, in the same year think- anyway. I didn't even think so, about that. Yeah, the fact that Endwalker got announced is basically the thing of, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is not happening this year. Full stop. Well, but it does so, mean he's probably working on 16 now, since most of the work on Endwalker is probably done as far as his involvement. But, yeah, well, it's interesting. More or less. I think if you look at, <laughs> yeah, the, um, well, it's actually interesting. The latest um, letter from the producer sort of had him with one of the project managers, and it sort of detailed what he does during the week. I, that man, he works as hard as the the Smash Brothers guy, who we feel like is chained yeah. somewhere to a desk in the basement at Nintendo and isn't allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, just look at his week; it's, in, it's insane just how much. It's just gonna burn out. He, and he's gonna actually be done, and yeah. we aren't gonna get good games after that. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing just how how connected he's actually staying with all the developments and how involved he gets. But yeah, I mean, the non-cheat answer is still also probably a cheat answer because we have no, Shimmer, no, we have no date for SMT5. You're going to pick SMT5. Yeah, we, yeah. We've seen, pretty much, well, basically about the same as we've seen in Final Fantasy 16, really. A trailer. It's just that we've seen it for many years now and it, it feels like it should be time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if since Final Fantasy is the cheat answer, I changed mine to Diablo. Diablo 4. Uh, that's yeah, safer. Still kind of cheaty, I think. I'm trying to think of something that isn't, though. Goodness. Well, I mean, this is probably the easest one to predict. <laughs> will fi- Will Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven come back to PlayStation Five in twenty twenty one? Yeah, I uh, I mentioned Tales of Arise as yeah. my game least likely to come out in 2021. The the last news we had on the game, it was just delayed because of COVID, you know, um, but we don't have a release date. We don't really have any updates on the game. It's been a while. I I did want to mention Sports Story, but then Anna was talking in the Discord chat and she kind of scared me that that game might be like in jeopardy of not even 
happening anymore. I don't think it's in jeopardy of not happening, but I am deeply concerned about how absolutely quiet Sports Story has gone. Well, I mean, good games go good indie developers do go quiet for a long time if they're going to focus on their game instead of trying to push out demos and trade show things, right? Right, but I mean, I think the last update to their Twitter account was 4 months ago. Yeah. I mean, but there's like, a difference the between game, quiet you know? and non-existent. Yeah. And I mean, I I recognize that as an indie developer that doesn't have a community manager, any time that they spend on social media interaction is time they could be spent making the game. Yep. So, number one, they should probably hire a community manager. Oh, this is all you trying to get a job. <laughs> and number two, is. really, the one thing that they could do that would just, like, calm everybody down right now is just, hey, guys, we're working hard on the game right now. We will have more information for hey, you. They retweeted the a tweet on October 13th. Great. <laughs> that was literally four months ago. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to come up and be like the new Wendy's or anything, but they do need to say something. And yeah, they're in Australia. Like, life has been almost back to normal no, in Australia. No, no, that's real bad for them because they can't use Google anymore. That's the thing. Anyways. They can't do the Google searches anymore. That's, a, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's only on news. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, moving on. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just... They're they're either going to come out of nowhere and be like, hey, guys, it's coming out next week. Or it's going to be like, hey, guys, uh, it might not come out this year. So, Anna, there'll be you, an update when there's an update. I don't think there's... there's you know what's not, not going to come out in 2021? Terraria on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean on Stadia. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Terraria on Stadia. Terraria is already out on Switch. Can yeah, we say I was going to say, don't... And Stadia is going to die in 2021? I'm sorry, I'm getting tired and not thinking clearly. <laughs> I like how Anna predicted uh, Elden Ring to be the most overhyped game of 2021, and also not the least likely out. game to come out in 2021. Yeah, because, <laughs> as Alex said, or alluded to, I feel like Final Fantasy 16 is a cheating answer. Mm-hmm. We have gotten no official release dates from Square Enix, no, and the one yeah. piece of somewhat definitive news that we have was the initial leak of the game, which pegged it as a summer 2022 release. I mean, we usually get two to three pushbacks on a Final Fantasy game, so th- there's no way it's coming out this year. And we've, seen, we've seen more of 16 than we have with Elden Ring. Yeah. Oh, that's L- true. Let me ask you something, Anna. What do you think is going to come out first, Elden Ring or the next Song of Ice and Fire novel? Oh, Song oh, of Ice oh. and Fire. Elden Ring. What? No. Yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. <laughs> is that book ever coming out? Yeah, no. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> trick question. I think George is going to die before either come out. Hey, then maybe Brandon can finish it. You know, I would read a Brandon <laughs> Sanderson end to the Song of Ice and Fire. Maybe it'd be better than the freaking show. Yeah, I said it couldn't be worse. Everyone else's stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, who's our winner? Least likely to come out apparently is Diablo Four. Sixteen. No, uh, it looks like Diablo Four. That's the cheat answer. Okay. Remember, sixteen is a cheat answer. Only because so is sixteen is the cheat answer. So four, four is also a cheat answer. <laughs> There's a lot of cheat answers on that list. The, I, I honestly, uh, legitimately, the reason I'm not going to make a big deal of it i feel like there aren't 
any like impending big games that are that we normally have for this category to really pick from. Um, a lot of these titles that we don't that we don't have a lot of dates for 2020 because 2020 uh, was so weird. We yeah, didn't have a lot of uh, with no and, E3 and no packs. Yeah, there was no reason to announce a release date, uh, announce a project unless it was really close to release date. And and we had the weirdness last year of COVID, and then we also have these new consoles, and there's always a little bit of weirdness when we're transitioning yeah. between console generations. And, you know, the things like Horizon Forbidden West, where you might be like, well, maybe that'll get pushed, but Gorilla's been working on that for, what now, like three, three and a half years, so they should they should be that that one should well the problem with horizon back. is it doesn't there's no it does we like to pick a meme answer and that's not a good yeah. meme answer <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't have any comedy to it <laughs> all right i want to i want to jump on this cheaty answer train and change my title to uh, elder scrolls 6 all right <laughs> oh there you go man that's, that's super excellent. cheaty <laughs> starfield project starfield Definitely not oh, coming in 2021. All right. You know what time it is? Dinner. It's time to wrap up this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for being on the show. Thank you again to Michael, Michael Apps, Josh Carpenter, Anna Marie, Brian Radcliffe, Kelly Ryan, Paul Shkreli, and Alex Fuller. Whew. We made You're it, guys. Welcome. We made it. Woo-hoo. We did it. We did a game of the year. Celebrate. Thanks, everyone. Yay. I'm going to go always happy to be here. Let's this go eat fun. some food. Oh, gosh. Yeah, dinner time. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Good night, Alex. Happy dinner to everybody else. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.